Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, normally we'd start with a, oh, yeah, but in this case, it's a, oh, shit, look what you done did over there, you stupid like, what the hell happened? How in the world are we sitting here right on a Thursday morning opening up a conversation with the mother bleeping Sixers blowing a 28-point <laughs> lead? What That's hard hate to, to do. do. It's what hard to do. happened? Well, I mean, your boy happened, and so did Tobias Harris. He was a no-show last night, and your boy the defensive uh, stalwart yeah. that he is uh, gave you nothing. He saw Seth Curry hitting threes. He yeah. saw Embiid getting off to a great start, and he thought, ah, all I need to do is dribble the ball over half court, pass it, and go hide. Yeah. Now, what about yeah. Embiid missing a bunch of buckets? No, he, he, he gets tired. Oh, yeah, that- he missed free throws. It's unacceptable. I, I'll give you that. But yeah, this is not on Embiid. It was on Embiid the other night. Well, look, this night it's on these two clowns right behind me. (laughs) Clown one and clown two. Tobias, how many points per game is Tobias Harris averaging? How many times did people say all year that Tobias Harris at 20 points per game should be an all-star? If you're worrying about offense first, like defense, Trey Young went off. And and that was a major problem defensively. But as far as like the hierarchy of offense – we should be demand you, and I told you this with Tom Byrne. You can't afford to have Tobias Harris go cold or Seth Curry go cold. And well, one Seth Curry was great, but no, yeah, but Tobias Harris was one terrible. Of, you and this guy, this guy, them. you know, is going to give you nothing. You don't need, but you you shouldn't be expecting to double. He was four for fourteen from the free throw line. It was atrocious. Absolutely it's atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. If you give me Damian one, Lillard. Go, you're not going to get Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons and something else. Well, who? Tobias Harris? I don't know. I'm He's not the general exposed. manager. <laughs> up for this Harris guy. Exposed. He's a All mental right? midget. Tobias Harris, I agree, has been exposed. No, I'm talking about number 25. Okay. Well, my my focus today is on the guy who everybody said was an all-star, who everybody said got snubbed this year and is playing as well as everybody else, and for two straight games has given you absolutely jack shit on offense. Four points. Four points in Unacceptable. 37 minutes. They've blown back-to-back 18-plus point leads. Back-to-back. I was thinking about Barrett when I saw this thing at the end of the game, and it was right after Joel Embiid missed the free throws. And I think Jim Jackson brought it up on, but it was so painfully obvious, the difference between the two teams. And I'm sure you've been on a field and you've seen this, right, where you're either winning or losing, and you could tell that the team that's winning is touching each other. The team that's losing is distant. (laughs) <laughs> like Seth Curry is, is like giving that 
smile like Harry did after his midday shows at the other place. Like, hey, man, I did all I could. Yeah, I'm walked, out. <laughs> just walked out. Joel Embiid was sitting there speechless. Ben Simmons was in his own world to Harry's credit, Barrett. And I don't even know if Tobias Harris was in the building at that point. But <laughs> could you not see the difference of body language? Oh, yeah. How distant everybody was physically? Bruh. One thing, I, you know, I, I'm not even going to get to that. What I'm going to get to is Ben Simmons needs to punch Trey in the face. Just punch him in the face. Why? He would hack him, and he wouldn't care about throwing, taking the ball. Like, he's like this. Every single time shooting, he's shooting, right? He's shooting. That's just out and out and utter disrespect. Why should I he punch have his little ass in the face every single time? I love that kid. I hate him. He could play for me any day. <laughs> He's got stones, Barrett, which is severely lacking on the other team. Well, I can't get mad at that. Stones. I can't get mad at that. Great. Four four points. Four points. Yeah. Four points. Well, Tobias Harris stunk too. Four points. Tobias had four. What what do you have, eight? Four for 14 from the free throw line is almost impossible. Right. For a a player that was drafted number one, I cannot get past it. I can't. I was a big man and I could shoot better than that. It's ridiculous. I mean, try. Try. Try to shoot him. What has happened to Tobias Harris these past two games? Uh, I mean, aside from doing nothing, but where, where how has it happened? I, I, I mean, can't get right, man. This team just can't get. Why can't I have nice things, bro? I know. Why can't you, I have nice you things? You want me to answer the question? Yeah, yeah please. Okay. What's happened is he's been unable to create and he's been at the mercy of when we've seen both of these leads evaporate, a lot of star watching, a lot of Embiid. Now, early in the game, Embiid was hitting open shots. He was taking Mm -hmm. advantage of the spacing. But what's happened in these leads that have been blown is there's no creation. Seth Curry has one move. It's like the old fullback who could go right and that's it. Like, that's it. He's got one move. So there's no movement out there except for Ben Simmons. But if Ben Simmons isn't getting to the rack, then there's nothing at all. It's stagnant. And Tobias Harris is a victim of that because he clearly can't overplay it. All the people that thought he could all-star this, he can't. It's two straight games. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Sixers have a pretty embarrassing loss last night. One that, depending on how this series finishes up, is going to be one for the ages. Especially if you look at the way in which they've lost their last two against Atlanta. And at home, a level of embarrassment that truly, I think, when you look at the level of lead and talent that has been out there at times that is just night and day different. Here we find ourselves talking about a basketball team that's down in the series. And I don't even know what they deserve as far as a look ahead for game six. I mean, at this point, it's awful. They're, they're favored by two and a half, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, going home, of course. No, no. Philadelphia's favored. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Philly's favorite. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. They're, look, they're the one seed. They wouldn't. 
that would take a ton right there from a book standpoint to have the Sixers, even though they're down in the series, not you wouldn't get as nearly as much action. If the Sixers came in, then nobody would bet Atlanta at all. So that's that's where I mean, look, they're the one seed. So from a book standpoint, they'll definitely be favored. Now the line is short, so it's not like a four, four and a half point line. It's pretty much as tight. I see it now, it's moved up. I saw it at two and a half, so clearly it's been bet, and that's what's been expected here. So it's at three and a half, which is about normal. I mean, that's just over that key number of three. It's uh, down to two and a half now. I have it at three and a half on Fox. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't look at Fox. A bet is a bet. What do you mean? In well, fact, it does, that doesn't show up on the site that I go to. Oh well, I'm saying oh. as far as where we are here in PA, a legal book. You can get the Hawks for a full point more. Now, what are the Hawks of the money line? Oh, now it is up to three across the board on DraftKings and William Hill, too. It's up to three. So it went up to three in the last half hour. Now, what do you have at the Hawks on the money line? Um, let me check. Let me check. Right. Um, Hawks are plus 128 on DraftKings, plus 135 at William Hill and Caesars. Boy. Hawks might end the season Friday night. Could you imagine that? Here we are thinking that we're going to get into like mid-July with this team, you know, to help us bridge almost getting to football camp, and they could be eliminated by the Atlanta Hawks. Bro, this is this is utterly ridiculous, man. They said they were um, people trying to compare this to was it the um, the Phillies in '64 or something like that? Oh yeah, well, I well this, that was before I was born, Barrett. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, this is utterly ridiculous, man. I, I, how, how do you do this? How do you blow a 26 point lead? I mean, this is 28 three halftime, you know, yeah. football game. This is in reverse. Not, right, as big right. of a game, not as big as a moment. I mean, look, no, but right. <laughs> it was I've had terrible. this happen once. I've had this happen one time before with me. And that was um when I was playing with the Giants and we were in San Fran. It was a playoff game. Mm hmm. It's the same game that Trey, Trey Junkins was going to get beat up by Strahan. It was, it was the same type of – That's we the just one that came down stop. to a kick, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was same uh, thing. maybe 03, I want to say, 02, yep, 03, 03, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a hell of a game. Bro, I mean, that whole game, man, it's just like – I can remember just, just starting off in the game. I knew it was going to be weird when I first started the game. For some reason, I was stretching with the DBs. I don't mm -hmm. know why. I was, I was talking to Ryan Clark, me and Ryan Clark. We're real good friends. So I'm sitting there, I'm stretching with them, you know, you know, just out on the field before the game, you know, you're trying to stretch a little bit, loosen up, you know, you know, get your mind focused for the game. Right. And then I turn around and, 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 you know, it's like the sun is shining in our eyes. And as the sun is shining in our eyes, T.O. comes out in a full body suit, Spanish body suit, looking like a Greek God, bro. You know, every time he like walked or, or, or you know, moved, yeah. Every muscle you Muscles would see. Muscles ripple. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's in all black, too, so you see every single rip and cut. Right. It's like a little shiny, too. Right. He looked like, like a Marvel character. <laughs> That's what he looked like, man. I'm right. like, oh. So I'm looking at them. They're like, they're looking at me. I'm looking at them. They're looking at me like, y'all got to cover him, bro? Yeah. Bro, he looked like a linebacker. We all see it. Playing wide receiver. <laughs> we all see it. <laughs> we all see it. We all see it. <laughs> so we shut him down the first half. The second half, he came out, man, and he and and uh, and uh, what's up? Uh, what's that quarterback's name? Um, Jeff Garcia. Je Jeff Garcia. Yeah, just tore us up, yep. ripped us up, man. Yep. I mean, Garcia couldn't he couldn't throw a bad ball. 
and they ended up winning the game, bro. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers had two players score baskets in the second half. Two. Yeah, they, and how many? Again, we had zero productivity in the fourth quarter of the last game. Yeah, and what did they give up in the fourth quarter? Forty. This last that's night, what I'm like th- this, is no longer about one small thing. This is a pattern of behavior across the board. And, and Doc should get a lot of grief too. Doc, no, he should Doc's be the Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. Look, this is Doc's mo. Yeah. Why do you think he got fired? Hey, Ryan, I'm not betting you anymore, bro. I already owe you a six-pack. Ryan Neff. Beyond resilient, man. This is The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, there's a, a lot of audio I see here that well, we should get to, right? Yeah, I, I, I want to bathe in it. Okay, uh-huh. I'm not ready to let this loss go. I want to no, let no. it burn, and sit also, in my stomach and burn. Right. Hold on now. Okay, I want to yeah. take this narrative off the table. Also, this resiliency about the the, the Atlanta Falcons. This has nothing to do. I mean, I mean, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the Atlanta Hawks. This has everything of these 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 Sixers being inadequate in their fight to 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 you know bury a team. That team was ready to go down in a barrel of flames. They had no type of camaraderie and consistency in the third. They were ready to just fold over and kill over. So I'm not trying to hear this all that, that you know, Trey Young got you. No, no, he just got yeah. hot. And well, they still had they to make shots. Yeah, they made shots. They they made shots but they were ready to they were ready to go. Points. They were ready <laughs> to stop, man. They were ready to give up. And the Sixers team just showed how inadequate they are. Okay, They're the reason if that's why. The case, then the Sixers have to be the worst team in the playoffs right now, right? I don't know. Okay. okay. I don't know. Wow. Just, I don't I just, know. I just wanted to. I wanted to make sure you were going down that path, and if you needed any help, I was here for you. No, they. they right? It was. It had nothing to do with. I mean, Atlanta was ready to give up. Look mm. at their mannerism. Look at look in their eyes. They were ready to give up in the third. And all but of a sudden, they didn't though, and that's right. The they did. They yeah. came back the game before. But neither did the Sixers. The Sixers just couldn't hit the blind side of a barn. They they did that. The Sixers lost this game, and they it wasn't like they were beat. That? They lost this game. All right, so if the Sixers lost both games in this dramatic, near yes. historic fashion, then we can't talk about them even winning this series anymore. That's a DNA thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You like, know what I mean. Then, then, then talking about them in the Eastern Conference Finals or anything along, the, just, just take it off. Right. Bro, I, I had said nothing about. I had said nothing no, about. I'm, not it, it, I'm just saying, like the conversation. If that's the case, which is yes. fine, then we can't even talk about this team winning on Friday night. Bro, when was the last right? time you hear me say anything about about Harden? Or or anybody else, I can't talk about them. No, I can't talk about that game. No, or that I can't talk about them before last night. Well, that's before the, okay, the last two saying, games. The last two games, the I can't. Game Janae, yeah. What do you I think? Can't. What do you think Daryl Morey's thinking as he's watching that game being frittered away, trying uh, to move I, some contracts? Right, exactly. Like, like was he, is he sitting up there in a suite somewhere, just like you know, with with his notes, like trying to you know, circle guys' names and you know how much they make and can I move this con? Like, he's got to be thinking about that all he's thinking, night, he's all day. That. You might He's be like, reaching out to Jason Kidd at this point. No, he was like this. Oh, damn. 
I, Danny Ainge owes me a favor, but he just got fired. Mm-hmm. Who who owes me a favor? That's what well, that's what he's thinking. Who owes Danny me a Ainge. favor? <laughs> I need to get this guy out of here. I tell you, Doc Rivers, man. If they lose this series, and Oof. I'm Daryl Morey, I'd fire Doc Rivers. He's you're not going to get anything better than what you've got. This is now three catastrophic collapses. The last two coming in the Clippers, most recently his last year in L.A. And then over here, and he's sitting over all of this happening, and they don't have a savvy veteran, even if it's Danny Green on the floor. Like they yeah. don't have somebody you can go to that is the calming influence of the veteran that says, "Whoa, let's just slow down right here." Who were the Who were the teams that that uh, did did the Clippers in? Refresh my memory with Doc. With uh, last we're, year, we're talking about the collapse, of the, the one in the bubble. Who beat them? Well, the bubble was rough, right? Because yeah. uh, was it Denver? I'll tell you right now. Might have been. But uh, what I was saying, though, as far as right now with this team, look at the difference between what Nate McMillan is doing versus what Doc Rivers is doing. And you He's coaching. That, yes. So you, He's you, coaching. You'd rather have Doc than Nate? No. Give me Nate. He's coaching. He, he's coaching the whole time. He's steady preaching. Amen. We got to stop them defensively. And what yeah, happens yeah. when they stop them defensively? The whole chemistry of that team just fell apart. When they stopped one guy in Embiid, they knew the whole chemistry was going to stop. So right. that's everybody's game plan with the Sixers. You know, yeah. it used to be, all right, Embiid's going to get his. We just stopped everybody else. No, they just say, you know what? We're going to stop Embiid, and nobody else can do anything else. Right. Yeah, he's got to be perfect, which is yeah. unfair to Embiid. But it no is. question. But that's what I was trying to say. That's what I was trying to say yesterday and the day before about the last game with Embiid. What you know, he lost the game. No, I'm, you need more than just Embiid. You need somebody else to at least give me something. Drive to the he hole. Something. Give me he something. Wasn't giving you anything in that previous game, though. He was getting double and triple team and settling for 18, 19 footers. It wasn't I, though he was settling, but he knew nobody else would do anything. Okay, but at that's least the difference that- between settling and, and having somebody else and that had all right. If if you have somebody that you could really that you could really go to, then I could see him. Like, all right, I'll say he's selfish. But who else can he go to? We tried that this lane, and what happened? They lost anyways. Well, he yes, was nobody else can go to on the stretch too, though. But the point being, and the there was a difference. Like you don't see the difference in the two games as far but- as what Embiid was doing in the second half of the first loss. To what he was doing in the first really oh, like, time. What's quarters? the difference between what he was doing in the fourth quarter and in the first quarter of this last game? He did the same damn thing, but he was just hot in this in his first quarter. Now, what if he was hot no, in that but, second game? Wait a second. The shots he was taking are the exact same shots he no, took they in. They're exact same. No, they were not, Barrett. He was oh my God. 17, 18 foot shots with two guys on him in that loss in that third quarter where he was scoreless versus one-on-one looks or open looks or creating his own space down low. Shit, the, the whole first the he whole had wide first open quarter. looks from three in this game. But I'm talking about the whole four, first quarter. He had triple and double team then, and he was shooting jumpers. The nice. one he went in, he, he got fouled, but he still put it up. They didn't call the foul, and he hit it. He was triple team then. That he was one, shooting the same shot. He was just he making was them. Low. Wait a second. One play because he was down low with the basketball. He was not double or triple teamed in the first quarter. I was watching the whole thing. He had great looks. He was creating his own shot, and he was also creating his own space down there one-on-one with Capella. 
they were great looks. He was taking full advantage of it. But there was a difference, no, between no, the – No, no, Shan. He was getting double teamed then too. He was just hitting the shot. He wasn't, he wasn't, all right, he wasn't getting – so are you saying Nate McMillan would allow him to go off for, for, yes. for, for, for 20-some points in they the first in the first quarter. In the broadcast Jim Jackson even mentioned that in the first half of the broadcast because guys were hitting shots early Seth Curry was hitting shots early so it was really difficult to sag off and MB no. was taking advantage of that it, it was the exact same thing bro I, I, I guess I, I I don't I can't I don't watch basketball like you do then that's that's that's, that's just All right. okay. uh let me interrupt this argument to uh refresh everybody's brain on who else Doc Rivers blue leads to in the playoffs you're right Aton. it was the nuggets in the yep. bubble they had a three games to one lead and lost three straight and then you got to go back to 2014 2015 where they in the second round they lost a three games to one lead to the rockets mm-hmm. wow yeah I'm telling you it this is a what 13 year almost stretch from when Doc Rivers won with the Celtics, yeah, yeah this is like pulling what was that 08? broadcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody, this is like pulling somebody out of the broadcast booth in the NFL that's won a Super Bowl 15 years ago and says, "Ah, oh, here you go, John Gruden." There you have it. Yeah, and we have Gruden audio today <laughs> that I want to get to just to get Aton rolling on his Gruden impression. Wait, is I didn't see the Gruden audio. Oh yeah, you got to scroll all down. Where do you guys want to start? Should we? Where is the Gruden? Well, oh, it's, way, it's way near the bottom uh, at the end of the sheet. So we don't need to get to that until the second hour. You sure? Yeah. Well, let's, let's not derail the basketball. I think we, uh, we have guys that like each other, that love football, that like the preparation. A lot of these guys play for nothing. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I got news for you, Coach. None of those guys would play for nothing. Right. Are Absolutely you serious? Not. Can you imagine being in a contract year? You're coming into camp. You hear your coach say that? Yeah. Barrett's like, what? What the hell did that guy just say? I'm playing for what? Dude, he was he was what man? Yeah. I like one football, of those guys too, but I love my paycheck, right? I tell he you, he loves what, it too, man. Dogs on this team, man. We got some fighters on this team, man. They play for nothing, man. I tell you what, they'll play for nothing. Gruden would coach for nothing. That's he about wouldn't. it. No, yeah. he wouldn't. That guy's making ten <laughs> million, ten million dollars a year. He's still the highest paid coach. Yeah, he was oh, stealing was money in the Monday Night Football booth, and he's got more money to steal. <laughs> Dude, that was my guy, man. When him, when when Ricky Waters was about to beat him up, dog, that was one of the the, <laughs> the greatest days of my life, bro. That was that was an unbelievable, unbelievable, you know. Uh, <laughs> wow, what's that? Gruden and, and, and uh, Ricky Waters, man. Oh, they were about to fight. <laughs> and yeah. it took the whole team to keep him from fighting, bro. <laughs> Amazing. All right, should we go Barkley or should we just listen to? Let's go Barkley. Here, uh, here we go. Well, this is it. This this is well, Let's build up to it because I thought we had the piece in the half there, but this is all at the end of it, right? So this is, this is more of what happened here towards the end of the night. This was a complete choke job. You don't be up 26 in a must-win game. Did they just stop playing? Did they just stop doing what had gotten them there? I'm not even – listen, first of all, you gave up 40 points in the last quarter. You're up 26. First of all, you, you should have been mad from the last game when you gave up when you gave up the 18-point lead. 
You come home, you play you're fantastic, you get up 26. But the problem, Ernie, is they brag about how good they are defensively. Mm -hmm. Well, I should be the defensive player of the year. I should be yep. the defensive player of the year. I'm like, yo, man, you gave up 40 at home in a playoff game. Uh, they just choked that away. I, I, I could get here and say um, Lou Williams was fantastic and Gallinaro was fantastic to get them back in the game. And then Trey finished it off. But that was – I really want to fly to Philly and just listen to the radio tomorrow on my off day. They, man, they, and let me tell you something. They deserve to get roasted. This Well, look, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't listen to the radio, especially the show that he's talking about. Yeah, Charles could just tune in right now to us. Yeah. Right, right. You know? We just get him on. How about them dropping some names last night? I, I think at halftime. Wasn't that at, at the half? I, hey, dropping man. some radio names as soon as the thing goes to the half or the post game or and if it's not going to another game i either pause it and start looking at the game cast for other stuff or or go to like i i wouldn't i don't watch any pre or or mid shows or any i watch that show i watch their show but if charles leaves the show forget it i'm out well, that's fair. Look, I don't fault you for watching it. I just, I, I would, I don't subject myself to it. That's all. Especially the pre, the pre stuff is the worst. Yeah, pre's bad, where, but halftime and post game is usually pretty good. Really? Uh, yeah. Am well, I, 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 I foot races and and screaming? Yeah, yeah. And and Shaq mumbling, man. Shaq mumbling. <laughs> I tell you, man. I went to go get me another infused drink. That's all. Good. See, you used your time, Barrett, with the best application of his time of the night. Right. Uh, we got to take a quick one here on Sports Map Radio, still live here on the Jacob Media YouTube page, live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios here. And if you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The middle sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. Back in three on Sports Map Radio. All right, so as we continue here live, and reminder to hit us up with a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page. As we don't ask much by any means, we'll play a little more audio and all that. Now, this isn't the one thing to, to lead with. I know that people are upset with Simmons, rightfully so, and, and Tobias Harris, if he, they're not, then my goodness, I mean, he should be right there at the top. Oh, he is. It's a productivity not being there. And, and Barkley's right. And we'll get to this, I'm sure, about how the individual stuff. I mean, there was even talk about Embiid being snubbed for Defensive Player of the Year, all of this stuff. Like You've got three of the top, arguably seven, defensive players in the NBA. You gave up 40 in the fourth. All of that, I get. But he mentioned Sweet Lou. Mm. And we're right back to being in that same position where outside of that moment that Shake Milton took over, and I will definitely give him the props, took over. Where's the bench? Zero. Where yeah, you're right. Bench? I mean, this Atlanta bench, it's like that in that first game when the Atlanta bench just torched uh, the Sixers. You know, Whoa. I mean, Gallinari, I mean, yeah, they had to move Horder to the starting lineup, and he was awful last night. But Gallinari and Lou Williams just owned them. Bro, it, it's, it was just total debacle, man. And then when they did put that second lineup in in the third, I mean, they kept the lead, but then yeah. in the fourth, they just, everything just fell apart. And they had Trey Young baiting uh, Thibel into that foul. I mean, right, how, how right. about that? Jeez. Simply ridiculous, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I would, would, from this point, man, I don't see how you can keep Doc if they lose this series. 
how how can you keep Doc if they lose this series? Well, blowing those big leads, man. I yeah. tell you, that's I mean, this they lose game six row. and get yeah. eliminated in six, having had leads of eighteen plus points in the two previous games. You can't you probably them. do have to fire them. You do. Yeah. You can't yeah. keep them because it'll be the same thing. They would look at it a bit. Look, that's the same thing he did at the ship he just captained before. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let this ship go down like this again. We got to go. You gotta, they got to go in a new direction. Here's the thing. If you do go in a new direction, then and, – and look, I'm not defending the guy to the point in which I'm saying he has to be here moving forward and all this. If you can get something back for him, then I'm absolutely open to it because you can't move Joel Embiid. You're never going to get equal value, and no. you're always going to have to deal with the injury issue. But I guarantee you that this was a big – we talk about it with Jalen Hurts. Right, how this is a let's see what you got year for Jalen Hurts. Right, this is for Daryl Morey. A let's see what you got with Simmons and Embiid. And if hey. they lose in this fashion, oh. resounding fashion, I guarantee you he's looking to move not only Simmons, Harris, Doc, because then you can come in and say either, all right, Doc, you got one more year, or right. let's just bring new people in and start with a new look at Embiid. But no. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see heavy trade rumors for both Simmons and, and Harris if they lose this series. I totally, I'm totally with you on that. Absolutely. Well, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, it's almost like you have to do it like due diligence in your job, right? At mm-hmm. that point. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because it'd be a travesty. It'd be a travesty to go through and in the manner in which they lost because they don't have the office of firepower of two of your stars yeah. not being yeah. able to fill it up. And how many times have they tried to retool the lineup already in these past four years to try to find the right mix that can work with yeah. both Ben and Joel? It's, it just the, won't work. it's now like looking like the Ben and Joel thing just is never going to work together. Yes, exactly. Now, Ash, exactly. I get what you're saying here, on, and I'll bring this up so we can see it as far as there are like three great coaches and everyone else, but there's also guys who blow leads multiple times over in seven-game series in the postseason and I think there's a middle ground between finding Phil Jackson and finding somebody who just stops blowing these damn leads. Right. How do you stop the bleeding? That's what they can. Call they got to figure it out. Time out. I yeah. Know. Right. Run a play for somebody else. You know, to try get to get them space. Yeah. Now, did either one of you watch any more Black Mirror? Or was no, that uh, no? I, I, I played golf yesterday <laughs> afternoon. I was going to say. We, you know, if you're going to sit down and watch Crocodile, you'll probably have the same reaction to what you saw last night in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it was too much of a beautiful day, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to play because oh, the course is closed today for an event. So I had to get out yesterday. What a, what a beautiful – it was like San Diego out there yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was nice. Nice yeah. day to do whatever you need to do outside. And is this U.S. Open ever going to get started? Oh, yeah, I know. I got a couple of big first-round leader bets up there I need to see. Johnny Vegas. I also this- threw one. June gloom fog stuff. Man. Yeah, you got Johnny is. Vegas. That's a good play. First round leader. Well, remember, we had Ryan Ballinger right. on, and before that, he was plus 125K first round leader. He was mm-hmm. bet down before they they should have teed off, at least. He was bet down to under 100K. Wow. Yeah, like 95, I saw him at. So Some major action coming in. Cameron Young was a guy that I sprinkled a little bit. Uh, three Cam- out of five. Yeah, you want to know why? Why? All right, let me tell you. You couldn't pick Cameron Young out of a lineup. No, but I got a nice sharp play on Cameron Young. Here's here's what from um, my buddy from Awesome, Maximo Tritsky. He's going to come on with us every now and again. He's another. Oh, Maximo? 
He's a big golf guy. Yeah, Maximus. Uh, so a Young won two of his last four Corn Ferry Tour starts, right? Mm -hmm. And at this specific course, Torrey Pines, he led tee to green at this course before missing the cut in the spring. Mm. So he's got he's got some good things, analytics. He's got some good stuff working with him. He's a young kid. Yeah. And I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I'm, I have no idea. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, I would better off identify one of those people that Barrett mentioned dancing with Shaq. I don't know if they're men, women. I, I don't know what the dance ensemble is made up of, but I'd have a better chance. Jabberwockies, man. Jabberwockies. Look it up. Look it up now. Look it up now. I'd have a better shot at identifying a Jabberwocky than Cameron Young. Well, what do you think of this fantasy lineup here, Shander? Oh, jeez. All right. Isn't it I, too late? No, I've already put it in. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to tee off. Uh, Ryan Palmer. Charlie Hoffman. Wait, wait. What's the price of Palmer? And do you want me to tell you like the projected ownership? Because I have Palmer was seventy one hundred. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, Jason Kokrak. Love. You, you always got to move that Kokrak. Charlie Hoffman. Love Hideki Hoffman. Matsuyama. Yep. Victor Hovland, and Brooks Kepka. I like Kepka because I don't think he's going to be as heavily owned as. Bryson per se. You actually have some pretty low owned guys on there. Hovland, really? Well, Hovland is, is going to be chalk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I have. I Hovland. couldn't resist. No, you you can't. Yeah. But guys like Morikawa. No, hey, Matsuyama. Finau, you mean? No, no. I'm saying guys like Morikawa, Tony Finau, even Xander Schauffele, really super high owned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Kokrak is a little chalk only because of how well he hits or deep he hits the ball, and also because he's cheap. Right. But like even John Rahm is actually low owned. So that's not a bad chalk play. So you've got some pretty, th this is what I've been told is in these tournaments here, you always have to try and have a couple of punts, if you will, or low owned guy mm -hmm. to make the difference. Right. But you don't even have much chalk alone. And all of those are, I would imagine, good, like Kepka, well, for example, is only 10% owned with Matsuyama. Is that right? Wow, yeah. that's good. So that's I, really good. I had uh, sixty. I had Justin Suh in there at 6,600, and I realized uh, he was my lowest guy. I had 500 extra dollars to play with, and I did some digging on Ryan Palmer, and I'm like, I'm going to put Palmer in there. I, tr I trust him more. Suh. That sounds like something old dirty bastard would say on a track. Well, it's spelled, like, it's spelled like Indomitian Sue. It's spelled the same, but he pronounces it Suh. Shameless Suh. When Suh steps through Suh. Who could? I don't know why I thought of that first and foremost. <laughs> Talk about a segue there from Suh to Suh. All right. <laughs> Do we have anybody coming up next? No? No, we There's, don't. We got to keep going with this Barkley, man. Now, what do you think was was? Well, I guess it wasn't worse for us, but what do you think was more surprising in general, or or how I guess how much more surprising do you think was the Sixers choke job versus a Kawhi-less Clippers team beating? And look, Utah's a better team. I don't yeah. know what the hell happened. That was no. real, that was pretty shocking. That's playoff P right there. Yeah, it was very shocking. But I'm still no. more. I'm still more amazed at the Sixers because every you know teams when they lose their superstar a lot of times you do have that one you know one rally around 
the you know the backup goaltender type of theory. Then they can get they can do it for one game. Yeah. So that's why I'm not as stunned by the Clippers. I am just shocked that the Sixers allowed this to happen on the second straight game and did it in front of their home fans. I almost lost sleep over it, but I thought about it. Why am I going to lose my sleep over something that bad? I'm just yeah. not going to do it. Just was, get was, yourself another infused cocktail. Right, right. That's bed. what I did. Got me another infused, and I, I took my butt to bed, man. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous, bro. Come on, man. You ever wake at, up in the middle of the night, Barrett, and the cocktail, is st- half of it's still there on the nightstand, and you're just like, Whoosh. you go right back to bed. <laughs> It give you that second sheet. Yeah. <laughs> that sheet to the wind. Sheet to the wind. Yeah, sheets to the wind. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that second sheet. <laughs> Boy, you want to wow. hear this one? Young, nice on with Tyler right now. Got him in the air and a foul. And Trey Young will go to the line. Oh, that was a killer. Three free throws coming for Young. Well, the Hawks look dead in the water. Sixers had it all going their way. Embiid and Curry with big nights going. And suddenly, the Hawks have this game tied. And one more free throw for Young. And a chance to take the lead at the 126 mark. Boy, that was rough, man. Devastating. One just got me pissed off again, man. That's got me pissed off again. Here's here's something to make you happy, all right? Live bet Belgium. In 24 minutes, just wait a couple of them. At 12.04, live bet Belgium. Belgium's got a good squad, man. Oh, yeah. And they're and look, they're only laying 105 right now against geez, against the decent Denmark team. You know? Yeah. All right, <laughs> we're back here in three. Stick with us. Leave us a like. Make sure you subscribe. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Man, they were going deep on the uh, Jake Elliott in the kicker position this morning on Birds 365. Oh, yeah? yeah. Wow. Had they get, uh, they get into anybody else? Uh, not while I was listening. Is there another kicker? I mean, oh, this is the middle on the sports map. Radio That's what Network. we need. Presented by they won't let us play that red man song. The O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. It's a damn shame. Now I see the U.S. Open has begun, Harry. They've uh, they've actually teed off. Yeah, it looks like Sahith Thigala teed yeah. it up. Yeah. Boy, yeah. I mean, I don't need to, you know, I don't like to toot my own horn here, a la toot the barber. But Not toots in the Maytals. No, which is, uh, and look, I love toot. And the the shop of all shops in Olney here in Philadelphia. But I think he has to take a secondary seat. The almighty toots, right? Like if you were putting a hierarchy of toots out there, right? I think Toot the Barber, unfortunately, for T is second. Yeah, yeah, he's second to Toots and the Maytals. Absolutely. Yeah. What? And where's Toot Your Own Horn? Where's he? I think Toot Your Own Horn is third. Third. Yeah. I gotta go Toot the Barber over Toot Your Own Horn, right? Bro, I, I don't know where we're at right now. I'm what about just... big? What about big Toot? Who's that? I don't know. I thought like I, I figured there'd be a rapper named Big. Yeah, Toot, I was thinking I mean? Big Psych. You know, yeah. Tupac's crew. Right. Big Psych. Big Psych. I got keys <laughs> coming in from overseas. Yeah, see, Barrett, look at that. Two hundred G's. I'm a super commando Nino, by example. This lavish lifestyle is hard to handle. <laughs> Picture me rolling. Next level. Exactly right, bro. Yes, big sight. Next level. Next level. This is next <laughs> level show here. Big sight. I left, I left one big word out there. You notice? Oh, no, yeah. that was, that was Can't do that da. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Ha, da, da. Barrett can say that line if you want. Not on the radio though. All right. Uh, now we've got we've got uh, people here that are begging to kick the door down and join us and let the Sixers have it. All right. Okay. So I, I was talking to Lofty earlier here and uh, he, he wants to come on and, and let the Sixers have it. I'm sure that we had Kincaid. I know we were reaching out to yesterday. Yeah. So this might just be a soundboard for people randomly popping in and using it as some sort of therapeutic way to release the stress and tension that was built up from last night. I like that. I mean, the Jacob Media YouTube is is a, is a platform. Yeah, you know where with the you know you can just sort of expel all of this anger. Absolutely, we all now, need to. What's that? We all need to. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it. I think it can help. It's a cathartic experience for people watching on the stream. Mm -hmm. Now, look this this is the this is where I think the 
beginning and end of all of the criticism begins for Ben Simmons because, and look, this is not going to change overnight. I'm going to let you guys know, unfortunately, this, this will not change overnight. I'm, I'm honestly concerned that it may never train. Uh, sorry, what was the word I was thinking of? Uh, change. Yeah, change. Sorry, not train. But Ben Simmons has the second worst free throw percentage in the playoffs all time. All he's, time. It's in Shaq 30%, first. right? It's around 30? It's 32.8%. Yeah. You know, now, now, look at the two guys he's sandwiched in between. You never want to be in one of these oatmeal cream pie sandwiches with the two guys that I'm about to name in free throws on top and below you, okay? okay. DeAndre Jordan, who he's narrowly better than, Wow, DeAndre, who he's narrowly better than. And then the one man who I think is physically afraid of nothing on the planet except making a free throw. And that's Ben Wallace. Like wow. I don't think Ben Wallace is afraid of anything no. except making a free throw. <laughs> he shot 27 points and he was a center. Right. Well, Shaq no, Shaq was better. Shaq was good. Like Shaq was was better in that regard. Especially as as he got better. I want to say Shaq was probably around the 50s, maybe. Was he? Let me see. Let me see. Ben Wallace. You're right, bro. Man. I can remember that. Ben Wallace was horrible. Yeah. He didn't even try half the time. Yeah, he wow. was 52.7%. I think it was better, though, in the playoffs. Who had the worst free throw shot? Shot or percentage? Because the percentage in the playoffs is Ben Wallace, and then it's well, Ben Simmons. Cartwright probably had the worst look. Oh, yeah. Shot Bill Cartwright. Yeah. <laughs> that was very awkward looking. Mm -hmm. It, it looked like uncomfortable. Little... It almost looked like it hurt. Right. You know? It's like a... Yeah. There was Terrible. something to that, right? All right. Let's see here. Well, Shaq, I mean, in or, you know, let's look, I guess, in Orlando, maybe. You know, he's around 57. He had a couple of years where he was hovering 36%. But that was the last year in Orlando. Then, then when they go on and they start winning in L.A., you start to see him improve a little bit. And then he's like 64, 56. He dips in the 40s, but then he's right back 50s, like mid-40s. The Kobe effect. Yeah, he never really goes back to below 40 except one, one more year in L.A., but that's when they're winning. Hmm. And, you know, what's amazing, too, is that he wasn't really taking as many free like the hack of shack was in effect, remember, but he wasn't really taking a lot. See, the difference with the hack of shack versus the hack of Ben mm -hmm. is that if you're hacking Shaq when he has the ball down low, you have to physically prevent him from also making the shot. It'll be a three-point play. Exactly. Yeah. And that was that, like that's really difficult to do. Barrett, yeah. that's difficult for a man like Barrett Brooks size to do. Yeah. So yeah, he would just overpower yeah. people. Yeah. To stop him from doing it. That's that's you, you you run the risk of getting hurt too. That's exactly right. He'll throw <laughs> you into that basket. Right, right. In know, order or, to kill, or yeah. you'll be like laying in a photographer's lap. Right, right. Look, it's, it's all the time. In order to kill, you must also be willing to die. And he was gonna get because I'm looking at the game, man. Embiid looked like you could. He was unstoppable, man. I can and hear sudden, Shaq saying that. Right. <laughs> in order to be killed, you gotta be you gotta be willing to die. <laughs> Right on TNT. <laughs> it's indefensible, man. <laughs> it is. But, you know, you're right. As far as, like, that mentality. What's his that, season percentage? 
this year, like regular season percentage. By the way, Shaq did improve as they got deeper, and you started to see consistently mid to high 50s, even a couple of – like in the finals in 2000, he shot 61% from the line. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's but think about good. this. And, and I'm only using this, guys, as an example where – this is where I truly am at a loss and not I'm trying to defend or even rationalize. This is where I'm more upset than you guys are even with Ben Simmons, which is this is such a key to everything else. Mm -hmm. If you are not one of the worst free throw shooters in the NBA and you're getting to the line as much as Ben can, we're not talking about him only scoring eight points from the field because his net is always going to be 18 to 20 points a night. Mm -hmm. Like that's how Ben Simmons becomes a 20 point scorer is if he can get these free throws down, but it's such an activity of labor. It's yeah. such a work. Like you have to put in all this time and all these off season videos about him working on jump shots. He never takes. Or, uh, it's garbage. Or, like, my God, you have to be able to shoot free throws. Yeah, exactly right. He was 61.3% during the regular season this year from the free throw line. Now, I told you, we're not the only ones upset. <laughs> <laughs> Apoplectic over here. Right, man. That's a great word. I almost <laughs> lost sleep last night, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ahead, no, I, I was just going to officially introduce you as far as where you can follow Dave Lochran and Lofi at underscore Lofi. Oh, pardon me. At Lofi underscore D, of course, from awesome awesome.com. And of course, uh, one of the most vocal Sixers, Eagles, Philadelphia sports fans here in the market. And uh, I mean, just take it away, man. You know, it, it's this is your couch. It's so take it away. I'll be honest with you guys. It's so nice to be in similar company of people that feel the way I do. Because <laughs> I wasn't even upset last night. Like game seven, Kawhi triple doink. And it, I was upset in that game because, you know, it just it went the way it did. And Kawhi made a wild shot. I was mad last night. But before I get I want to know where you guys stand on this. Because I did a show earlier this morning. And I just I, – I, I have a lot of things to say, but where where do you guys stand on this? I know Tobias was bad, but yeah. are, are we are we not at a point where it's not even about the fact that Simmons? It's not even about counting up the free throws that Simmons missed, but more about the fact that the other team no, opponents know he can't make them. Nate McMillan knows he can't make them, so you take us out of the. We're, we're knocking down shots, and now instead of getting a Seth Curry three point attempt or a. a, a a Joel Embiid post-up attempt where he's knocking down every fadeaway shot. You got Ben Simmons going to the line, making maybe one or zero of these shots every time for a five-minute stretch combined with the second and fourth quarter. Like, I don't know how you can defend this anymore. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, can I can I start it off? Go ahead. I said this earlier today. If I was Ben Simmons, I would punch Trey in the face because every time they hacked him, even if they hacked him on the other side of the court, he'd be putting his hand like. Free throws? He shoot free throws and be right in front of him when he did it. I'd have to punish him for that. Though. I, I I take that, bro. I have to punch him right in the mouth, dog. <laughs> Do your hand like this again, and I'm gonna punch you again. Every time he did it, I'd punch him, dog. Barrett's content Piss with not off. having Ben Simmons on the floor. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, just catch a flagrant two and be done with it. I mean, right. I mean, this guy's a max contract guy, and he's an absolute non-entity on the offensive end of the court. I can't well, not, get past that. But see, there, there is, again, like, 
he's not a non-entity on the offense. When it comes to scoring, yes, absolutely, and and yeah. that's where I, I that's where I think it it becomes such an issue. Like, here's the thing: you don't even need to have to lump everything else in. You can just say he is such a non-entity as a scorer, and nobody can argue with you. Right. Nobody. And and I think what happens is people start to infiltrate it and be like, oh, no, he's a great passer, which he is. He's he's a solid rebounder on the offensive end. If they ever take advantage of his size and areas like he does stuff that really helps and is and is at a strong level. But the problem is it's no longer mitigated like it used to be. Oh, man, this dude does everything at an elite level except score. Except, so it kind of yeah. mitigates it. Yeah. Now it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like it right. doesn't matter if you get nine assists from Ben Simmons. It doesn't matter if you get eight offensive boards from Ben Simmons, the free throws and, and what we've been talking about before. And have been now joined by Lofty. That unfortunately is, is the issue. And look, you guys know where I've been on Simmons. We've had fights. On yes. show about Thank ben you for Simmons. coming over to the good no, side. No, no. I'm not coming <laughs> over to anything. I'm saying that this issue here is the biggest problem on the team right now. The free Akon, throws and the sh and that. I'll take it even a step further uh, from what you and Harry are saying. He doesn't become a non-entity on offense. He becomes a non-factor altogether when he's relegated to the bench watching the game from the sideline late in the game because you can't risk him being fouled. I mean, we could talk all day about his playmaking ability, his shot creation, which really only works if we're being fair when he drives it to the rim and they collapse on him. Otherwise, when he's above the three-point line, you don't have to do anything. I, the the yeah. problem I have is you could be like, oh, well, what if he made eight of 14 or 71% would have been 10 of 14, right? Maybe he makes seven of 14. It's not about that. It's about the fact that you have an offense that is humming, that is knocking down shots, 26 point lead. We can get into Doc Rivers calling a timeout a minute and a half into the fourth and then coming back from a commercial break and starting the exact same players. Like that's, that's an issue in its own right. But when your guy, and we could talk about Tobias Harris, too, shooting two for 11, finishing with four points. I don't think he should be absolved of everything either. 30-plus oh, nope, minutes. Nope. Brutal. Brutal. But, but when you take Ben Simmons, and you're talking about a guy that you drafted number one overall, this is supposed to be a franchise guy, right? He's a first-team all-defensive player. Look, he's phenomenal defensively, but you can't get anything out of him on defense if he's watching from the bench, I mean, if you have to take this guy off of the floor at one point in the game because you're so worried that he's not going to make free throws, that they're going to foul him and he's going to go to the line and he's going to miss two. You can't get Joel Embiid ripping down an offensive board and going to the line and finishing what Ben couldn't finish every single possession. Like That is as big an issue as you can imagine. Can you think of another guy on a contract like that with as much – with as much uh, – hype that has been around someone like that. Can you think of anyone else in a game five of an Eastern conference or conference semifinals that isn't on the floor at parts through no. the final minutes of the game? Nope. No. I, and look, I, I, we talked about an 08 because of doc rivers real quick. We're going to break on the network. I got you, Ron. As soon as I saw that text coming in, I knew exactly what was going on. Rap on sports map radio coming up, but yes, just to, to jump in on that point about, everything happening and, and being taken off the floor. I think the best honest comparison of struggling on offense, but still being such a key figure in the game and staying on the floor was Rajon Rondo in 08 was mm -hmm. a guy who was not required to score points could, 
Yeah. But wasn't a liability to where you had to take him off. And and look, I think you have a super rich man's version, especially on defense. I mean, this guy is a freak compared to what Rondo was in 08 defensively. But the point being is that you could have somebody with the basketball in his hands. You could have somebody who is controlling tempo on offense. Simmons, to Laffey's point, on defense, not hurting your team because he doesn't have to go to the bench. I know you guys love your analytics. So did you know that Ben Simmons has a lower usage rate than the backs, backup center and the injured Danny Green? <laughs> How is lower, that possible? A lower usage rate than Danny. Is that right? Than Danny that's, Green? that's what's in Kyle Newbeck's article. I'm gonna, I'll read it for you. Uh, Derek Bo- Bodner actually pointed out on Twitter, after game five, I'm reading from his article, Simmons has a lower usage rate then backup center Dwight Howard and injured wing Danny Green. It's it's absurd. You got to hit him with the ah da da ah da da. Can't roster him game six on the slate, right? Look, you can't roster him game six on a DFS slate, no. right? Friday night. I, he's always a triple double threat, but he is. But like, I mean, geez. how much how much of this comes down to never having a coach that? Was willing to push him to to evolve that step of his. Everybody coddles him. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, Doc Rivers, you know, Brett, Brett Brown. That was Aton knows. I was not a big Brett no, Brown. Me guy. either. Oh, me either. Yeah, you're, you're in good company here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's nice to hear. You don't have to walk not, the eggshells with Brett yeah. Brown. Yeah. I always <laughs> called him a nurturer. He was good with oh, those young, pop. you know, like C <laughs> yeah. level players. You know, how, how he was much a nurturer. How, don't you think Brett Brown would have been out a while before he was if if he didn't have to suffer through those tank seasons where they won like nine yeah. and ten games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely right. But you're right. It's absolutely ridiculous. We're talking about a guy that you know. Okay, you can't shoot free throws. You're the number one pick in the draft. You know, I mean, this is this is a situation where I think Ben he just doesn't care about it. Like, all right, so what? Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, that laissez-faire yeah. attitude about says it. it's you know, mental. You're not gonna get better. Right. Absolutely. Look, and, you, you're not Shaq, man. Okay, right. you you can't get away with not caring about right. something be, and still win. Like if this dude were winning, then yes. I think we could accept it, and we right. kind of have to accept it. But yeah, he, he I still wouldn't like it. No, <laughs> but you know, we all see it. We all see it. <laughs> we all. See Hold it. on one second. <laughs> Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. All right, we're going to wrap the hour here on SportsMap Radio. Extend a little bit. Do you have a couple of minutes, uh, Lofi, to chill? Yeah, I got a few more minutes, sure. All right. So real quick, before we flip over to the next hour, go back and all the frustration, you can hear this Charles Barkley clip because we want to repurpose that as well. I have been giving out some pretty sharp plays in sports that I have no freaking clue about. And both Harry and Barrett have raised their eyebrow a couple of times. Like you don't know anything about fill in the blank. And I have credited our colleague Ben Rasa at awesome. for just telling him like the sharp guy. Open, what right? is this? The ping pong stuff? No, <laughs> well, the ping pong thing I'm taking credit for. Oh, that's okay. ridiculous. Yeah. Handball. Yeah. Handball. Well, I'm out. I'm out on handball. I'm out <laughs> on the NBA uh, WNBA because I, I found a true niche now market in, in Russian ping pong, but I'm talking My about God. as far as soccer, 
you know, I'm talking live plays that I have here earlier in the day just now and then throughout the past week with the Euro as well as on the French Open run, both sides. And these guys are like, how the hell do you know all this? Well, I'm just following Rasa. <laughs> That's it. He's I been good, man. Credit. Well, I still don't know what the hell you're talking about half the time, man. So you know. <laughs> well, I'm with you on Belgium, though. <laughs> well, Barrett, to be fair, you don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about sports. So, <laughs> oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm with you on Belgium. I'm riding with you on Belgium. That's well, a good they just, play. They just dipped to even money here. Oh yeah. So I slacked our mutual colleague, Lofty and I's colleague, uh, uh, Rasa, to see what he thought about it. I, I, I think I'm jumping. That roster is ridiculous. I'm jumping on Belgium, even money. R- Lofa, you in? You tailing? Sure, man. I don't know a thing about <laughs> soccer. I don't know a thing. I'm happy to tail a good bet, but I don't know a thing about soccer. Bro, how do you get a good bet when you have Russian ping pong guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's up at 3 o'clock in the morning. He sets up the alarm clock for 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. To look over in-game betting. And those on- matches are fixed. Yeah. <laughs> ping pong. Wait, just because they're fixed... Doesn't mean that you can bet. You can't bet a winner. Somebody's gonna have to win it, right? No, I know. I mean, you know, you got to know whose whose side to be on. I'm saying because they're predetermined. It's amazing how far sports betting's come now, though. That you can get up at 3 a.m. and just throw a bet, a live bet, down on right. Russian ping pong. Don't listen to these. I'm not setting any alarm at. Yeah, yeah, he does. Korean baseball, the whole deal. He does it all. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a big thing during the pandemic. It was. A of, it was. A lot of big DFS players were wait, were setting their alarm at four o'clock a.m. to get up and set Korean baseball lineups for five o'clock. I thought there's no zero chance I'm doing that ever. Yeah, that was the greatest marketing that that league ever had. Right, a lot of people didn't even know there was a league no. over there. Remember, the big thing that happened before was, or, or right around that, was they somebody had the idea to put the sex dolls in the stands. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that? yeah. That was like this big thing that was going on yeah. in the KBL. So one team had all these sex dolls out. We there. talked about it on the Bruno show for like three days. I mean, <laughs> that was a big topic of conversation. <laughs> Those things can't be cheap either. No, no they're the real dolls. They're expensive. Yes. They were the yeah. real human yeah. white dolls, and then some good uh, philanthropist, if you will, came in and bought them all. Oh, yeah. What a <laughs> philanthropist. What a guy. Some rich guy came in and bought them all, probably plowed through them for like two <laughs> Oh, Yeah, keep himself occupied throughout yeah. the pandemic. I want you to hear this sparkly audio. If you didn't hear it last night, nobody would fault you or anybody else for just turning off the TV in disgust from it. But there is – remember – I did do something now, and I know, Lofi, I told you this earlier in the week. I brought this up on the show as well. Game four, when the Sixers were up by 18, I put a tweet out that says the Atlanta Hawks suck. Yeah, you're a mush, man. Oh, my God. You're a huge mush. Now, guess what I did last night when they were up by 26? out on you last night. You tried to reverse it? No, oh, no, he doubled down. Like he doubled down. I put that out on the, the Twitter app that the Atlanta Hawks are not very good. Period. Harry, I saw that right after the game ended. My God, was I, I almost lost. I thought this guy. I can't believe you oh. did it twice in a row. Twice in a row. I'm not yeah. tweeting game six, or maybe I should tweet. What about the guy whose girlfriend? Was twenty seven and zero? Did you see this thing popping? Yeah, up yeah. Media, right? Yep. 
You had a yep. guy whose girlfriend was 27 and 0 for Philadelphia sports, any game that she went to over the last 27 games, mm -hmm. and he brought her last night. Wow. Yes. And she was like crying. She was like so disturbed because Where did you see this? It was, on, it was uh, floating around Fox social. News, yeah. It was on yeah, it was on Fox 29, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I you know were on Fox 29. Uh, you, 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 they talked about you not being on Fox 29, being on Fox 29 because you still have your beard now. Wait, what? Yeah, you still got this your beard morning? now. Yeah. Wow, man, you got to let me know. People are talking about me. I want to know. <laughs> don't, you have you one of the, don't you have one of those apps that notifies you, like whenever your name like comes over Google or people start talking about you or your phone buzzes? That's a good idea. Yeah. I like, I like it. All right, let's listen to this. As as we have Lafayette in the house, let's get all again our and then new reaction from Davon Barkley. This was a complete choke job. You don't be up twenty six in a must win game. Did they just stop playing? Did they just stop doing what had gotten them there? I'm not even. Listen, first of all, you gave up forty points in the last quarter. You're up 26. First of all, you, you should have been mad from the last game when you gave up when you gave up the eight point eighteen point lead. You come home, you play you're fantastic, you get up 26. But the problem, Ernie, is they brag about how good they are defensively. Some of well, I should be the defensive player of the year. I should be the defensive player of the year. I'm like, yo, man, you gave up 40 at home in a playoff game. Uh they just choked that away. I I, I could get here and say, um, Lou Williams was fantastic, and Gallinaro was fantastic to get him back in the game. And then Trey finished it off. But that was – I really want to fly to Philly and just listen to the radio tomorrow on my off day. Cause they, man, they, and let me tell you something. They deserve to get roasted. Exactly. Any I'm issue with my fair share. I'm going to do my fair share of it. <laughs> the only it's, issue I have with it is he wasn't harsh enough. Right, right. Well, he may he may be worried, Luffy, that the uppers at TNT would yeah. come. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, they're they're, no, they're trying to curb him anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't listen. Chuck is one of the he is a gift to entertainment and to television. <laughs> no doubt, it, he's I, a gift to the human race. Absolutely. Like if you you tune in inside the NBA and the dialogue that that he has with Shaq, that could. You could you could sit back and listen to that on on YouTube or anywhere for hours and just laugh. I mean, the things he said about San Antonio and oh yeah, I, the women, the big yeah, old women down big there. Aton's <laughs> out on Shaq though because he's such a low talker. Yeah, uh, I, I, that, I love Shaq, man. There's nothing for him. I can't hey. even hear him, and I'm not saying like I can't hear him. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No problem yelling and screaming at me when he wants me to buy a stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, sign up for the dollar. Sign up for the, for the general. The, yeah, the general. Yeah, yeah. the general. You want man. some more skunk? Hold yeah. on, wait five minutes. My skunk's almost done. It's actually not bad. <laughs> yeah, Barrett's got a pretty good check. By the way, uh, I forgot to place that wager because we were talking here. Denver scored in I think the third minute. So.
middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Loffy's in the house at Loffy underscore D. You can follow Dave Locker and everything he does at Osmo, Osmo.com. And did you build a PGA lineup? Harry's all geeked up about his golf lineup. I threw a couple of in there. I'm trying. So I'm placing, I'm basically trying to take advantage of my position here being in a legal state to bet and the guys that we have working for us on the site. So we have a, a PGA sharp in Max, mm-hmm. right? So Max is up in New York and Loffy knows him. And I may, you know, maybe I'll place a wager or two on a legal sports book down here, hypothetically speaking, of course. And because he up in New York can't, he can't. Yeah. No, so all, all I ask, I'm not asking for you know juice. There's no vig with any bets on me, right? So all I ask is maybe you give me a couple of punts, a couple of sharp punts in my DFS line. These guys live vicariously through you and your betting app. <laughs> well, here, see, Lofty already knows stuff. Like Lofty is is a seasoned DFS player, so. There's nothing for him in return to get. Like for me, I'm still learning how to make money. My betting is basically covering my DFS losses at this point. <laughs> DFS is a tough one to get into for sure. I mean, there's just a lot of nuances to it. I, I actually didn't get any PJ lineups and I meant to do it last night. And after the Sixers game, I was just so pissed that I went to sleep, meant to get up early and do it this morning. Didn't do that either. So, you know, but. We'll say, yeah, we got some good guys over there. Eight times they can put you in the right direction when it comes to DFS. Ben won like Ben had a PGA season where he cashed. I think it was half a mil in the season mm-hmm. or something. Just an insane, insane run he went on. So this is see, I, see, I hear all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I need to start to get into it until I hear about them losing houses and losing families and <laughs> you know, I got, I got a guy legs my, broke. I got a guy at my golf club that that's what he does for a living, and his girlfriend, who's also there, is a professional poker player. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're legit. These guys that, that are on site, I imagine a lot of, like, the guy who the site's named after, I did Alex, right? Alex Baker. Mm-hmm. I did a show with him this past Saturday looking ahead for the NBA slate. And he just followed along, like, randomly followed along our soccer projections on there and, and calmly won 100K. Mm-hmm. Didn't even what? know what the hell was going on. He could He told me. He's like, I don't even know who was playing. And he just followed our projections on the site. He won 100K. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, you you have to have a little bit of a golden touch there. Yeah, right. The truth is, with a lot of these sports, you don't even have to know them well. You have to know how to use the tools and everything. It it was different six years ago, even five years ago. But now uh, you have a lot of people coming into the space. Like, Harry, you were talking about professional poker players. We all have a lot of professional poker players Mm -hmm. coming in. I know there was one guy that was just like huge into board, like competitive board games and stuff and just competition in general came in and had a stretch there where he just crushed it. A lot of these guys couldn't tell you who Aaron Nola or Joel Embiid even is outside of looking at it on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Incredible. That is amazing. Man. Barrett, and, and that's where I think there's, you know, that's where you can get in. You know, you sprinkle a couple of G's each night on a uh, hundred lineups, much better than sprinkling a, a wager or two on a Sixers money line and being Bro, disappointed. My boy losing. Juan, I went up to, I went to AC with my boy Juan one time, man. And Juan Castillo, 
<laughs> no, not Juan Castillo. <laughs> I was hoping it was Juan Castillo. Just no, one, one. But my boy, man, he uh, he won like thirty-seven grand. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, thirty-seven grand. That is crazy. But then, like two days later, he said, "Yeah, man, I had to had to uh, make sure I caught up on my my rent and everything else, man, because I had lost like sixty or sixty-five <laughs> like two yeah. weeks earlier. Wow, <laughs> for a month ago, you know. So yeah. it's all Funny. relative when it comes to that." It's funny you say that because you'll see huge wins from people, but they don't show you their losses. No, right. <laughs> Not at all. Right. And that's the thing. Like, okay, so put this in perspective. Let's say somebody wins 100K on the 500,000 showdown, right? 100K to first. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many lineups do you think the average winner has put in in that tournament? And how much do you think that person has spent over like the last week on average to clear that hundred K it's impossible to say, but you know, a lot of like, if you're a professional DFS player, you're putting 150 lineups into that for sure. Maybe not all of that. What's that pretty much every tournament, right? That you can get in. You're probably, you're trying like somebody like Alex Osmo, he'll, he'll max out all of them. Yeah. And, and he'll play more than one slate. Like he might do the express (laughs) slate too. He might do the, the contest that pop up late when the other ones have filled. Uh, there's a true dedication to it and, 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 a, and a time commitment, an insane mm-hmm. amount of time that you must commit to something like that. So uh, when people come in and say like, oh, well, if I played that many lineups, I'd win every time. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, you should go take a massive loan out at whatever bank you have and see how well that works out for you because it won't. And, right. and you know, it, it doesn't. I've done that a couple of times over the last... Taking loans out at your bank to play DFS? <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, look, what? I didn't think these winnings... No, Like my mom just called 1-800-GAMBLER for right. me right time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd like to What's report it. It's in that water, Eitan. <laughs> Here's the thing. Where do you think the winnings from Russian ping pong are going? So here's the thing. And again, I go back to our buddy Ben here on Awesome. I had a nice little run tailing him in the French Open and then a couple of big soccer plays that I was able to parlay with some in-game sixer stuff, especially first quarter. Last night's first quarter under didn't hit, but my goodness, the under second quarter and under first half live destroyed. So hopefully people are paying attention to the sixers. But Luffy brought up this point real quick, and I know you got a jet, so whatever you can, man, honestly. Um, but you brought up the point about time and effort and just commitment. Spending. Yeah, yes, commitment, Harry. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, if I had the money to put in 150 lineups in this tournament, then I would win too. Not the case. And I and I've done this a couple of times where I've taken betting warnings, right? Earnings to where I'm not down and putting it in the DK lineups, and I've sat there and run through our optimizers, our crunchers, all of the stuff that that you know we have readily available to us and you know the behind the paywall and all and you're not guaranteed anything mm-hmm. because Pat Connaughton breaks the slate or Seth Curry breaks the slate and all of a sudden it's like oh man you know you had two I don't know 2 to 8% exposure they say right as far as to Connaughton meanwhile the guy who sits there with 100k has put just happen to put that different variable out there and you lose. Yeah. And it happens all the time. We went through Doc Rivers's playoff. Uh, um, Would you fire him? Problems. If they lose. 
Because Harry's going to break down all of the issues. Well, there's more. I I, I didn't do it justice, oh. in other words. Okay, <laughs> I, I gave you the one. Actually, Aton gave us the one to the Nuggets last year in the bubble where they blew the three games to one lead. Yep. Second round, end up losing a series. I believe no coach has blown as many three-game leads or three – Leads with three ga- three wins, right? Yeah, right, exactly. yeah. I think that's true. But and I told you about the one that he blew back in 2015 to the Rockets. He had a three games to one lead. There were two other ones. Clippers were up three games to two on the Grizz back in 2013. Lost the series in Game Seven at home. 2014, next season, Clippers blow 15 point lead in Game Five against OKC end up losing the series in six. That's courtesy of at NYG Daily, the Giants Daily Twitter feed. Mm. That makes it even worse. I mean, <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, that's an identity. Yeah, well, it is. Know? Let me wait, read. Way to let, the, let, Sorry, way to let the, the wind out of my sails, guys. Appreciate it, man. I'm already pissed off. Out of your sails last night. Yeah, I'm already pissed off. You still have wind in your sails? <laughs> yeah, you just taking my whole hope away now. Don't blame me. Blame Doc. <laughs> the the thing about Doc that when I heard it, this is before the season even began. I just you know put my head in my hands and thought, here we go again. Brett Brown version two was when he was asked about Ben Simmons, and he's still doing it till this day. Mm-hmm. He was asked about Ben Simmons, you know, being more aggressive or shooting, and he's like, Ben, I, I just want Ben to be comfortable. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I just want Ben to do what Ben does best. Mm-hmm. So, okay, and then. Yesterday, he actually said, well, Ben getting fouled in the first half helped us because we expanded our lead. But one of those reasons is because Embiid grabbed an offensive board after Ben's second missed free throw, came back and hit two of them when Ben couldn't hit any of them. Uh, And then we also played solid defense in, in the first half. But to act like Ben Simmons going to the line and missing almost all of those free throws. Was a help. Right. Exactly. He was two for eight in the first half. So you want to take the evidence of, well, we expanded the lead instead of saying, yeah, well, we probably could have expanded the lead significantly further than that because we essentially wasted however many, what, four different possessions to Ben Simmons' free throws. I don't really understand the logic there at all, uh, especially when you've got gunners like Seth Curry knocking down every shot and Embiid couldn't miss. You're still taking the ball out of their hands and putting it in a guy's hands who shot 29% from the free throw line, and that's the biggest problem for me. We need to go see Dr. Rick. We're going to take the whole Sixers team to see Dr. Rick. <laughs> Dr. Rick is the guy on the commercial. We all see it. Yep. Ain't yeah, no cussing, no fussing. Yep. We Wait, which that. one's Dr. Rick? You, you haven't seen that commercial? Geico with the, uh, commercial. The Geico? Oh, they're, pheno- they're phenomenal. <laughs> they're the, great the commercial. The parents ones? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> don't get his help 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 yeah, you don't know them. <laughs> yeah. We all see it. That actually DVR shows on when that commercial played. Like, oh man, that's going to be on Discovery at eleven thirty in the morning. I got a waiter doesn't need to know your name. That's right. If you guys printed out directions to get here, yes, you're (laughs) in the right place. place. (laughs) What a good uh, series of commercials that is. He's taking the pillows off, the throw pillows off. Right, right, right. You can't sit down. There's nowhere to sit. His hair is blue. Yeah, Barrett goes to YouTube and rewatches them. It's oh, I would. 
Tell me great. No, I, I, man, I do, man. Every time I feel low, like I've, I needed, see, I needed to see it before I got on this show, man, because I was feeling low, especially last night. If I looked at that, man, and I wouldn't have no cussing, no fussing. And- <laughs> <laughs> that would have made my day, bro. Uh-huh. That would have made my day. I, I mean, I can't. That's that's always, you know, a pick-me-up, bro. That's a pick-me-up. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's say, look. <sighs> when he sat down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <see>? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did we get every single piece of that commercial in, or is there any other? Barrett's got them all, man. Okay, just making sure. By the way, Cam Young even threw two, tied for fifth. Yeah. Let's see. That that'd be a pretty big payday. All right, we can start the show now. Denmark's up one nothing, one nil already. I told you that. Where were you at the start of the hour? I I said that because Lofty was on, I was distracted, and I couldn't get that Belgium bet. And thank God, Denver scored right away. Like Denver, it's Denmark. That's why I didn't know because you did say Denver. The I heard Denver too. I like who the hell's Denver playing? I I thought he was betting on some like yeah. American curling or something. Right. <laughs> you tell me Denver doesn't have an MLS team, the Denver Dynamo or something? They, they might. They might. Come on. Now, let playing me read it, you playing at 9 a.m. on the West Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me read you this here. The book on – this is Newbeck. The book on Rivers was pretty straightforward coming into the year. Good coach overall who excels at setting a hierarchy for his team, is well-liked around the league, and has failed in spectacular fashion in some of the NBA's greatest playoff collapses. Wow. Stubbornness has been a feature of his time running teams with expectations, and while Rivers has adapted more than I thought he would during this playoff run, he remains the man he has always been content to go down with the players and plan who got him here. Wow, that is good stuff. That is a scathing. It's an yeah, indictment. Accurate. Yes. And, yes. Okay. But look, I mean, the guy's got the M.O. here. Yeah, for sure. And it's Newberg funny. was a big Brett Brown guy, right? No, but yeah, I mean, it, this is the problem is that you had to move on from Brett Brown. And I think they jumped at like, I don't have a problem with the hire of Doc Rivers. This is not me working back like hindsight. No, right? I didn't either. I just think that you, you have to like, think about it. This Okay, this is, I think, the best way I can put it into some sort of statement here, guys. Every single thing with this team that's good has a caveat to it. Every single thing about this team, and Barrett, you won a Super Bowl. I guarantee you that there were way more things on that Super Bowl team than not that were good that didn't have a caveat. Oh, man, Big Ben this, but Bettis this, but no. No, the offensive line this, but no, Ben Simmons, amazing defensive player. But if he gets cooked on D like we saw last night, he's worthless. Joel Embiid, amazing talent, but he just doesn't have injury right now. He's injury prone. He can fade. Doc Rivers, great coach, champion coach. But in his DNA is this type of letdown. Tobias Harris, we want him to be this all-star, yet he really isn't. There is a caveat to everything with this basketball team, and that's going to drive you mad because at mm-hmm. some point it's going to be their undoing. Yeah, and the irony of the whole uh, Tobias Harris thing is, you know, he had flourished during the regular season under Doc, like he did in L.A., and now both of them are returning to form in the playoffs. 
and then the reason daytime that I bring up Newback and, and and Brown is because there was a time where many people were not defending Brett Brown, but he did a pretty good job of making our tough arguments to defend Brett Brown at times, even many I disagree with, but they were well laid out and you could at least say, all right, I see where he's coming from. But when you have this scathing of a review on Doc Rivers in his first season with the team, you know that things are really not going well, right? right. You know that things are, after being 2-2 two, two in the series, winning two straight, both of them easily, uh, and then you hear a scathing review like that, for someone that someone a new back that I think to to in, in his defense has done a good job of giving players and coaches the benefit of the doubt when other people have given up on them. I think that says a lot about what we're dealing with here in, in Doc Rivers. All right, real quick, hold on, Luffy. If you got a jet, that's cool. If you want to hang, it's totally up to you. We're going to take a quick one across the board and be back in three across Sports Map Radio and the Jacob Media YouTube page. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Yeah, I think we're going to get Mark on. I'm trying to get him on now. I'm, I was just sent a What, today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did you see the video going around of the uh, Denver Nuggets fans 
uh, fighting with a Phoenix Sun supporter in Game Four at Denver. No, I didn't. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Well, the the video I saw is one of the two Denver Nuggets fans dumped a beer on this guy's head. Right, he was right. sitting right in front of them, and then the the Suns guy, you know, stood up and started. They started going at it, and uh, the Suns fan punched this guy several times. They were they tried to leave, then they came back and he hit him again, and then they finally left. Well, Devin Booker uh, found out who the kid, the guy was, not a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns fan, and his name is Nick McKellar, and he's a lifelong Suns fan who lives in Denver. And Booker gave McKellar a signed jersey and provided him with tickets to the conference to a conference finals game. Wow. How about that? I'm sorry. Wow. I was upstairs trying to prevent another false alarm. What happened? I was talking about the, the you know, the fight, the viral video of the Denver oh, Nuggets Phoenix fans guy. fighting the Phoenix guy. Yeah. They dumped beer on him and then they all got in a fight. Well, Devin Booker was intent on finding out who that Suns fan was and he found out who he is and he gave him a signed jersey and tickets to a conference finals game. The guy lives in Denver. This Phoenix Suns fan. Oh, okay. Nick <laughs> McKellar. That's what's up. He said that they were engaging in some friendly back and forth, you know, uh, fan stuff during the game. Good natured trash talk. Yes. And then had to fight back to defend himself after they dumped the beer on him. Wow. Okay. See, that's that. I'm, I'm just not having that, man. No, nah, man. I'm out on that. Now, play action asks how uh, everything. Yesterday was a false alarm. We thought that there were contractions. They're called Braxton tractions. Contractions, bro. That's what that. That's what happened, bro. They're called Braxton contractions. Bra- Braxton. Yes. Not Braxton. Go ahead. Harry. Not Tony Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. We all hear it. We, we all hear it. it was coming. <laughs> We all hit Braxton. It's called a Braxton bracket. And then it's, we all hear it. We all hear it. Uh, not Tony Braxton. That's what we hear. Now, we so, should uh, we try to track down Tony D from the morning show with Tony D and Ron Culver. It is a Thursday. We do have fake news. You know that, right? Well, I'm yeah, trying to get, I'm also trying to get Mark on, too. My boy, well, Mark. I was trying to track Mark Jackson would be a great guest to talk about what happened with the Sixers and all. I was trying to track Tony down on the show today because myself and Harry Mays blew off Ron Culver in his attempts to get us on the show this morning. So I didn't blow him off. I yeah, couldn't do it. I was sleeping. You blew him off. <laughs> no. Right? Is that an accurate depiction? I was in a cardiologist office. Okay. Well, I'm was- supposed to do a radio hit. Hey. I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't even trying. You were trying to get in touch with me. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Barrett wasn't even. Wow. I got big timed. I got big time. <laughs> oh. I guess Ron was just like, I right, screw this. Double in. Aton's not answering. Bar- uh, Harry's in the doctor office. Barrett's. Forget it. I just, gave up. You did. I'm be honest with you. I gave up. I you was, did. You know what? Everyone's saying no. Yeah, it's just the you know, the middle doesn't want to be a part of the show. No, and now I feel like that's the perception that Tony has about us. Oh, he doesn't want to reach out to you guys ever again. I mean, at least he gave Harry. Stop, man. Because <laughs> a, 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 like a reason, because because at least he replied. Aton, you replied like, "Hey, you did a TV show and you crashed." I texted you last night. When? 
Oh, you texted me last night on the computer. Yeah. Yeah, that was the difference. That's how you always text me. It's through you didn't. Yeah, only when I'm on the laptop. That's the difference. And and that's why I feel bad is because you've reached me on the computer, which goes to my email address, like the G chat. You also reached on my cell phone, and you, I think you emailed me as well, right? Yeah. Look, man, I was up at 5 a.m. after being up till God knows how late to watch that Clippers game end, we and I fell a, back asleep. Honestly, the whole reason why we wanted one of you guys on is to give you a platform at that time to just bitch and moan about what the Sixers did to you guys last night. I mean, mm. you basically are the Falcons. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we're not even that. I mean, it's, the Falcons did it know, in the Super you Bowl. You guys now have 26 points. It's 28-3. What's the difference? Well, yeah. that was done in the Super Bowl. You, you give – the Sixers too much credit. If the Hawks win this game um, tomorrow night, what does that say? What are you? Are you? Am I giving them too much credit then? Yeah, because this shouldn't even be like the Hawks. Or I would say this as far as the the Super Bowl breakdown and the Super Bowl comeback are bigger to me because it happened in the Super Bowl. Like the Sixers are probably going to look at a pretty big drop when they were up. 2-1 and then now if they lose the series but and and look they should be embarrassed they should be absolutely humiliated and rightfully so one losing to a four but it's also in the second round and i think that makes it worse as far as how we look at it but overall i mean isn't losing in the isn't losing in the super bowl what about lebron james coming back down 3-1 in the nba finals isn't that a bigger collapse of course Where's Ron? Did we lose Ron? What happened? Oh, I thought you uh, got. I thought that was a rhetorical question for the group. No, no. <laughs> you're literally asking me. I'm just trying to stir it up with you guys because I mean my team's already out. Well, I thought you were a Clippers fan. Now, <laughs> don't you move over like the Knicks did with no. the Nets? Can't, will a Yankee fan cheer for the Mets? Yes. No. Yes, they will. No, they won't. No, Yankees they fans won't. don't even know who's on their team. You think they could identify Aaron Judge if their life depended on it? Well, they live I mean, in Dallas. That's a bad example. You're talking about a six foot seven gap tooth man. I think you would figure who he is. Yeah. Who Michael's hard to miss. Ah, right, you got three right. stories here. Do I have three stories? Barrett wants a break from the Sixers, man. You got three stories here. Yes, I have three stories, but two are real, one is fake. You ready? Yes. And now forgive me because uh, I had uh, I had a. I had obligations yesterday that I couldn't be a part of you guys. So I hopefully you didn't run into down to any of these stories and you kept it very sportsy yesterday. No. And uh, Brendan did a fantastic. I didn't realize he was back with us like that. So yeah. Awesome. That's good so for here him. We go. So if I, uh, if I've nailed a story that you guys have already uh, covered, well, this would be fun then. Uh, story number one, break out the cigars. A woman in South Africa has given birth to 10 babies. The husband has asked the public to stop sending them cash donations. Okay, well, here's the thing. That's true. It it has to, it, the one thing that I don't understand, like why would you tell anybody to stop sending you cash if you have 10 children? Is he telling the government to stop sending him cash? Cuz you got a hell of a subsidy, don't you, with that 10th child? Like do you hit that next bracket? We're right, a lot of dependence. A lot of dependence on that That's tax what I'm form. Saying. Like yeah. imagine the money the government gives back, the difference between single and double digit kids. Maybe it's an extra 50 grand a year you get. You need it. Yeah, but he's not paying taxes probably on the cash donations or he doesn't want to. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that's true. 
boy, did he know, like, if it's true, I hope it's not one of these stories where he was told, congratulations, you're having a son. And then come the birth, it's like, oh, by the way, you're having 10 tuplets or whatever the hell. Oh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, God, I'm, I'm, I have nightmares about that. Oh. On Sunday, when my wife goes in to where all of a sudden it's like, congratulations, you have twins. Well, you would know from the ultrasound, no? Yeah, every now and again, never know. Yeah, you you never slip know. another one in there? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> he might have been hiding. It might have been on the other side. All right, what's story two? That's terrible. Well, I was pretty disappointed with Burns' dog, by the way, yesterday, but that's a different story. Go ahead. All right, story number two is 76-year-old man who had 39 wives and 94 children, head of the world's largest family, has passed away. Hmm. How many wives? 39? 39 wives and 94 children. How many? Shoot, he was probably, he was probably only like 29, 30 years old. Without... How many at the same time? 39 wives at the wow. same time. Okay, so this wasn't like over the course of a lifetime. Okay, you know? so it's a polygamy thing. Right. Now, okay. is that thing, is like, is polygamy still a thing anymore? Like, do people I think in certain parts of the country, like in Utah, Colorado, there's, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. It's not just a, yeah, it's not polygamous just a villages. Fad. Yeah. It's not just a passing fad, dog. This is like. <laughs> This is like yeah. people do this now. <laughs> no, I, I, Barrett, I totally understand, right? And I didn't mean that as far as it's, it's done. I just meant like, it do people care be, about it? Yeah. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah. It used to be a thing where it's like you saw a story like this and it was everywhere. Oh my god! And then people, right. were like, yeah, that's my dude. You know, right. married thirty nine, and then other people were like, man, that's thirty nine headaches and all yeah, the right. Other you get right, right. I, I wouldn't want to be married thirty nine to thirty nine. No, you know what I mean. Now, what's the tax situation on that? That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jeez. All right. What story? Right, finally, I hope 39 of them are good earners. Twin brothers married twin sisters in a joint ceremony, but after only a year of marriage, they realized yeah. they preferred to be with the other person. They're now stuck in court in a court battle trying to get it resolved. I feel like we've had stories like this before mm -hmm. where it's like the group you know, it's like twins married another set of yeah. twins only to find out that they married the wrong set. Right, right. Hmm. I, honestly, I don't know where to go on here. Wow. Right. I'm lost. This The second story is so specific to the numbers. Yeah. What's the slug again on the second story, Ron, real quick? A 76-year-old man who had 39 wives that's right, and that's right. children. Yeah, you're right, children. All right, I think story two is true. I'm going to say story one is fake. I'm going to say story three is fake. Barrett? I'm going to go three. Ron? You know what? No, no. You know what? I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I, Ten seconds. Hurry up. Hurry down, wise. I got to go with I gotta go with two, man. That's just Ron? too much. Three. Three's fake. Three's fake. I made it up. Unbelievable. You you Fargan ice hole. <laughs> <laughs> you wow. Fargan ice hole. Dude. So that means he has he has 96 kids. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of sexual activities. 96. What was the third story that he made up again? The twins. 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 Two twins. sets I'm of saying, twins. And I'm telling you, we've had that before. Yeah, I've heard similar something similar to that before. Well, that's why I thought it was true because I heard it before. Bunch of fargan ice holes. See? <laughs> you fargan when they destroy the restaurant. Yeah. You fargan ice holes. 
<laughs> we got four tied atop the leaderboard at one under. I'm sweating it out. Your boy's still even through two holes. Well, I got a couple of guys, though, I played first. I'm talking about Cameron Young, though, specifically. Not straightening it out. Sweating it out. You remember that song by C.L. Smooth and Pete Rock? No, I don't know that one. No. Straighten it out. It was on the uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother album, which was um, Reminisce Over You was on that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Straighten it out was the, I think the B side on that. I'll straighten it out. Straighten it out. <laughs> yeah, yep. everybody must. That was my yeah. yeah. So that's got me here. Sweet Guido Migliosi. Oh no, the Guido? Two. the Guido. I got him. The G man. I got the G man in a matchup. You went full G. Yeah. I didn't know you were all tacoed up. Nice. Yeah. What's this taco stuff? <laughs> Come on. How about Maddie Fitz? I got Maddie Fitz. What in a matchup or in a no? I played him a lot. Or in, oh. I played Fitzpatrick a lot in DFS. Oh, in DFS. I, yeah, I think I have him uh, top twenty. I have him top twenty as well. Um, here are the here are the. You ready, Harry? I'll yeah. Here are my four. Here are my four three balls. Johnny Vegas one over. Oh, not good, not good. I mean, look, these are these are long shot bets, right? Like Cameron Young, ten dollars on Cameron Young at plus one hundred fifty thousand to yeah. first round i mean that's right that's fifth that's a hundred that's fifteen hundred dollars right there right right right, right so that, that you know these are so low probability but you you have to justify placing a three or four percent bet anyway uh here are the three balls that i have you ready shane Lowry. now this is a problem because the guy that he's fighting is also right there shane lowry to defeat Henrik Stenson and Francesco Molinari. Oh, I love that. You do? Yes. You know Molinari is also yeah, one under three. Yeah, he's one under. But he ain't going to last. No. Lowry you like, though, a lot, right? Yeah, I like Lowry a lot. Pretty high on Lowry. All right, so that's one. Here's the other. Jason Kokrak to beat Cameron Champ and Corey Connors. Oh, that's uh, – Connors is good. Cameron Champ's got nothing. You think, but at plus one thirty-seven, there's value on. Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to get that co-crack. I love that. Casey at plus one thirty to beat Sink and Westwood. Uh, yes. And then last three winners. Yeah. Last you guys are talking about that golf man. I'm talking about thirty-nine wives, and they all live in the same house. How in the hell does he does do that? Hi. Last one here. Let me get it out real quick. Carlos Ortiz plus one forty over Zach Johnson and Lanto Griffin. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good one too. All right, so yeah. the ones I like good. all four of those. Okay, I feel good. I feel good. See, now, Barrett, you know, I, I want to make sure that I feel okay about the wagers I place. If Harry feels okay, oh, absolutely. Barrett. But Barrett did some research on that crazy story uh, from yeah. Ron. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. It's New Delhi. Oh, in New Delhi, India. Yeah. So the polygamist, right? Yeah, the yeah. Poly- you thought it was He's 76 years old. Utah. Yeah, I thought it might have been something, you know. Me too. You guys stereotype. So they're wow. all sta- they're all living in the same house, all 39 <laughs> yes. wives and him? Yes, and kids too. Come on, you can't what, they told of 167 members, the family is the large world's largest according to local media. How big is the house? Yeah, what's the house look like? Is it, it a really show It's got to be yeah, like a hotel. It looks like a, a school. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Well, they need a school. They got 78 of their own kids. Yeah, right. you can homeschool that. 
He had his first <laughs> wife when he was 17 years old. What does he do for a living? Does anybody know? I guess yeah. he's he's got to work. You got 39 wives, yeah. definitely working. Somebody's going to call your ass out for sitting on the couch. They nope. got to be homeschooled, right? right. You can't pack right. 79 lunches. That is crazy. Outrageous. Man. How do you feed all? Yeah, I'd love to know what the guy does for, you know, how he makes his money. Dude, he, he probably makes his own money. Bitcoin. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, maybe <laughs> he lives, they've created their entirely self sufficient compound. He's right. on a course. That's what he's created. Some sort of like just communal area where you use your own money. He's got wow. printed money with his face on it. They don't use the rupee out there like everybody else. He's got his own currency. Is what I, that's what I'm saying. Wow. I mean, he's got his own money. Oh. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Matty Fitz, one under. I like it. I like it. Now, do you want to get to this Gruden stuff just to hear it or... We already played the one thing. Is there anything of value with Gruden here? I think that was the one cut that kind of jumped out at me. I think we uh, we have guys that like each other, that love football, that like the preparation. A lot of these guys play for nothing. You know, they would come out here and, and, and keep practicing if I didn't blow the whistle. Oh, so we don't have any energy vampires. We got guys that like the game that are going to compete. And um, we have some talent. We have some young, uh, exciting talent. And that, that's what excites me the most. Energy wow. vampire. Is energy that energy vampire? Term? I don't I've never heard that before. Barrett, is that something you're familiar Bro, I with? I have never heard of an energy Ooh, vampire. That's a Grudenism. That's a Grudenism. Yeah. Right. 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 I they you, would keep practicing until he blew the whistle. That's a damn and lie. And they'd too. play for nothing. That's a total no. lie. Like now that I've been on teams where they they practice, and if they didn't feel as though they were set and they didn't do things the right way, they would start practice over. The right. players would. But no, they're not doing it for free. No. Not for anybody. What, man, I blow that work, man. I tell you what, man. You guys be out here practicing all day, man. We got some energy vampires, man. <laughs> Remember I told you about the him and um and Ricky Waters ready to fight. Yeah. Dude, they were it was it was in the game. And um yep. during the game, uh at the time it was it was Charlie going to Ricky, and Ricky would bust like an eight-yard run, five-yard run. Three yard run, and then they put Charlie in a Charlie will break a thirty yard touchdown. I, I so, hate to cut you short, Barrett, but we have we are joined by a very special guest here, Mark Moore. Oh, wow, there he is. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Appreciate Blessing you, bro. Appreciate you. Temple Owl right. in the house. Yes, go ahead, Harry. Yes, sir. <laughs> VCU Man. and Temple. I mean, yeah, but I claim Temple, though. I claim Temple. Right, right. right. <laughs> In Philly, you do, right? There you go. <laughs> when I'm in Virginia, I'm like, VCU, you know. Yeah. And you know what? Nobody would fault you for that. Play your crowd. Know the audience, right? Know the room, Mark. You're doing really well. Well, Mark, thanks for joining us. And I heard you unload last night on Ben Simmons, and they even replayed it on the uh, on the Sports Rise this morning every 15 minutes. And for those that weren't able to hear it, I'd like to give you the floor again. Well, I mean, I was just disappointed. I was disappointed in the, first of all, the, the collapse, the meltdown. Uh, 26 points is a large lead to give up. Um, and I think when it comes to certain players, when you're labeled, you know, Shake, Maxi, Matisse, Furkan, Dwight, those guys can be, those guys can have off nights. Those guys can have nights where they don't bring it offensively. 
you know, but when you're a franchise guy, when you're you supposed to be part of that big three, it's very important that you give it your all and you guns you go out guns a blazing. You know, um, it's important. And like I know Tobias didn't play good at all either, but he did attempt eleven shots, and that's better than four. That's making an attempt. That's trying to do something. Four attempts to me screams problem. The foul shooting will come and go because he's not a great foul shooter. The nerves get to him. But as far as four attempts, that cannot happen. You it just can't. You know, looking at that team, man, and it, and it collapsed in this um, fourth quarter. And I look at, you know, I've been on teams where when things start, you know, becoming unstable, they have we have one guy on the team that we can look to, one guy that can rally the truth, one or two guys, you know, as far as being in that locker room that can get things going. Where is that guy besides Embiid for this team? I mean, Wait, even if it's a coach. He's you know, I think Tobias is that. I do think Tobias, and believe it or not, Danny Green. Danny Green's a three-time champion. You better, you better trust, believe that they they listen when Danny speaks. Um, but it, it's kind of different when you're not on the floor. It's kind of different when you're not. Unfortunately, Danny out injury with the calf injury. It's kind of like you become another coach at that point. Unfortunately, you're not really um, part of the game. You're not in the game. So, but I think Tobias has to be that. And I think Tobias has been that all year because he's so he's a mild mannered steady guy and he's just he's just always been a constant professional everybody respects and loves Tobias Mark I'm curious in hindsight and we all have the benefit of it now what should the Sixers have learned just immediately from that previous loss where they blew the 18 point lead that should have been applied last night to prevent that from becoming an L look I understand the Hawks are going to make a run but I can't imagine there wasn't something that should have been glaring that they could have learned from immediately following game four to help prevent that becoming an L last night. You know, first of all, I got to, I think we underestimate the, the ability and the will of the Hawks to come back. We have to give them some credit. We can't just say the Sixers lost this game because it was another team on the floor. So we got to get a Hawks credit. No matter what they was down, they kept fighting. Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan kept pushing his troops to keep battling, and they did. Now, with that being said, one thing to keep in mind to me when it comes to that collapse for both those games is the bench. I think the bench hurt them in both games. Mm-hmm. I think guys not coming through for them, which means you got to play your starters. I mean, do we do the, do we do the Nets and KD version and play all the starters 48 minutes? I mean, do we do we have to do that? Are our guys built physically for that? Um, to me, I put that together with with the bench. Those runs came when the benches went in the game. And then you kind of bring your starters back in, and the momentum is already gone for them. You're trying to catch up. I, you know, I, I really thought that, the, that, you know, they were ready to fall out and, and just give up in the third. When I looked at their demeanor, looked at how – how the Hawks were, you know, walking around. It looked like they were, you know, they were ready to fall. But there's, where's the killer instinct in this team? Where, where's the tenacity? All right, I'm gonna finish them right now. Exactly. I, I Good point. Good point. The Hawks was ready to bow it out, um, but then they did get a reminder. Hey guys, we was down 18 the other night. And you see what happened. So no lead is safe. So don't forget that. And and it took them doing that, but it also took. 
a time where these guys rallied together. They rallied together, the Hawks did, and say, look, we got to get this win. We know we can do it. And I used the analogy last night. I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. So, you know, I'm a boxer slash boxer fan. And we always have a, a mind. Anybody with a good right hand, no matter how less skilled they are than the other person, always has a chance to win the fight because you only need one fight, one punch. You always get a chance. When it comes to the Atlanta Hawks, their ability to shoot the ball with multiple guys mm. always gives them a, 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 a puncher's chance to come back from any lead. And it started with that veteran, uh, Lemon Pepper Chickens, Lou, Lou Williams. I mean, <laughs> he threw 13 points alone. 13 of his 15 points in the fourth quarter. He started that run and did everybody else's follow. So now there's momentum for one guy. Then you also go back. Then they got them shooters. Them shooters started getting going. And it's just the momentum just really just started lawsuit, and he was trying to catch back up. How do they reverse that momentum now in a must-win on the road, Mark, where you know they've blown two games in a row at, where they had 18-plus point leads? And you know, what, what, how, do they, how do they begin to, to come back? Is, is there a chance or do you think they're done? I don't think the Sixers are done, but I do say this. That momentum is going to carry over into Atlanta because that Atlanta stadium – when they're losing, that is the most emptiest state of the entire NBA. But when they're winning, it's the most packed stadium in the NBA. And they're winning. And they only lost three games the whole year and since Nate McMillan took over uh, while while they while Nate McMillan took over. So you got to remember, that means they're a good team. So with that being said, you got to come out early. you got to come out established that we are the big brothers. We are the bullies on the block. And we're going to put you in your place. Now, with that being said, also Ben Simmons must come out and start aggressively because I think that would help his momentum throughout the game. Now, we know Ben can be aggressive in the beginning of games and first halves, but then kind of fall off in the second half. Yep. But I think when you face elimination, I think it changes the way you look at games, where you have a perspective on what's going on. And I know Ben. Wherever he is now, after she was one o'clock, so they probably should be ending um, a walkthrough and video. When he goes back home, he's not going to be watching no TV. He's not going to listen to no radio because everybody's bashing him today. Mm -hmm. So that has to fuel him. It has to fuel him, you know, because if it don't, that tells you his mindset. But it got to be like, that was on me. I take that on the chin and I'm going to get up. And I'm going to do what I got to do. But it got to start from the beginning. That's what I'm talking about, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, that's the that's the mindset you should have. But I'm looking at this like, I mean, I'm honest. I'm being honest, man. I'd have punched Trey in the face every time I get fouled. He's up there shooting. He, he, she's shooting, right? He's shooting. Like he, he, you know, if, you, if you was close to me, I'd have smacked him or something, man. That's yeah, so disrespectful. I, yeah, man. Trey, Trey's a gamer. I wasn't a big fan of Trey. Because I didn't know how successful he was going to be in the NBA, but I'll tell you, watching him in that Knicks series and then watching him now, like I'm just like, oh, he's a gamer. Yeah, right. I'm actually, you know, he's a real gamer, and that's the, he's a dog. Yeah, he's got game and swagger. All yeah. were pretty here, uh, <laughs> so you know, and I didn't think he had that in him, but he proved me wrong. He proved a lot of people wrong. But you need to have that mentality on this level, on this side, the second round of NBA playoffs. You need it, right? You're right, Plex. Real, real quick, we're going to break on the network. We're still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. We'll wrap the hour coming up on Sports Map Radio.
here's my question, Mark, because I think everybody loves to hear it from you because it validates their concerns. It, it makes them feel better, including myself, about where we all are with Ben Simmons, that not only are you accurate with where he should be shredded and criticized, but also looking at this game as a bounce back. Now, my biggest issue with Ben outside of the free throws is that there always seems to be some sort of outside catalyst to get him to react this way. How does Ben become, all right, I'm not waiting for a bad game to react to. I'm not waiting for a bad half to react to. How do we get Ben to come in just full-on mode to not having to react to that stuff and just having that mentality before it becomes a problem? So pretty much you're saying, how do we get Ben Simmons to be a killer? Mm. Pretty much. Yes, yes. Yeah. To, exactly. Look, I don't need him dropping 30, right? Yeah. I sure as hell don't need Trey Young dropping 30 either. But, you know, I'm realistic in my expectations with him. I love how you just laid out the mentality that he should come out with tonight. I just want that to be not reacting to all the radios ripping me, TVs ripping me, all this stuff. I got to show and prove. How do we get to the point where, yes, he's a killer in his own way? You know, that's something I think that you either born with or you inherit over time. And I don't think that's Ben. I don't think Ben's a, a natural born killer. I think he's a nice guy. He works, but I think – I don't know if he's a natural-born killer. I just don't believe he was born that way. Um, but I do say this. I prefer for him to at least take the outside criticism and let it fuel him when it is outside criticism than him not have it at all. And I've been teammates with a lot of players who could have been stars in this league, but they were not – no matter what you did or say to them, they just didn't become killers. They just stayed too mellow and too cool, and they never got past – Average ability in the NBA, so he better, I'll take yeah. the point. I'll take the point that he needs outside criticism and fire to fuel him to be great. I'll take that and I'll live with that. I prefer for him to have at least some form of killer in him than none. So I better see that 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 bull with the snorting emoji. Yeah, that is the snorting emoji. Listen, <laughs> if we don't see that tomorrow, he better not come back. He better go go back to Cal. He better go go to California or something. He better go to beat something. <laughs> but like. Like, I'm telling you, so Amy, for doing myself, we was on the air last night. And like, man, we should have Uber here. Our car going to be destroyed when we leave here. <laughs> like, yes. You know, because the fans are mad. It's a clip going around with somebody interviewing someone in the parking lot afterwards. And he was just, he wasn't angry. He was just hurt. And I think that's how Philly fans left that game. That's how Philly fans yep. woke up this morning. We were just hurt. Hey, Mark, you got to help us out with something because Amy was on with us a week or so ago. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Barrett out for being the guy in the building that doesn't check his email, that doesn't respond to texts, that just doesn't tweet stuff out to nothing, promote. The, nothing. You yeah. wouldn't even know it that he was an employee unless you saw his badge that got him in and out of doors. Is that accurate? <laughs> no, I, mean, I see Barrett busting his chops and working, man. I Come tell on, him that. I work hard. I, I just well, don't. Yeah. He's working meetings. hard. Yeah, like he he definitely preps. He busts his tail. He's great on TV. He just doesn't check it. He just doesn't get back to anybody. <laughs> Listen, he is officially retired from football. His <laughs> body's able to heal every day. Right. So he's like, man, I'm just living a life, and I'm just I'm a my favorite phrase is be a bird and live free. And that's what my man B is doing. <laughs> Appreciate it, dog. Appreciate it, man. Look at that. A far cry from Amy Fadul just letting him drown out there when he was looking for a life preserver. Amy's like, nah, he doesn't check anything. 
<laughs> Mark, man, we appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate Thanks, you, Mark. Bro. Great oh, stuff. Guys. Really, Mark. Thank you, sir. Fantastic. Guys, anytime, bro. guys. Anytime. Love it. Got you, right, guys. Great, Mark Jackson joining us. I love the mentality too. Yeah. But he was right about that, man. I mean, now that killer instinct. Now, I mean, you say it all the time, Harry. You need to see that snorting emoji, and yeah. when you don't see that, that's you got a problem with. It. We got to see that snorting emoji. That needs to manifest itself into him. Right. You exactly. I mean? Anybody exactly. can tweet an emoji. Yeah, that's right. You know? The more you tweet about it, the less I know you care about it. Right. Well, right. every time he's tweeted it, he's had a damn good game, man. So whatever it takes, if it takes to tweet the most everything. I love Dayton's question, though, about the outside motivation that's necessary. It's like, you know, it's it's a bad game and having, you know, the radio go crazy on you or it's Doc challenge you in the locker room at halftime. You know, there always needs to be this other thing to get him to react. And why is that? You know, I don't understand it because when you're at, when you're at this level, when you're at this level, and you're one of the top athletes in the world, mm -hmm. it's a reason why you're a top athlete in this world. You're a so, self motivated person. Exactly. Yeah. You don't yeah. need much from anybody else to get you going in the right direction. You want to be great. That's why you're doing the things to be great. Right. He's been put in a position where he's had the best coaching. He's had you know his pops was a player. He's you know he he he's he's that guy. He's blessed with athletic talent, you know, above and beyond. I was looking at him the first half, and I just looked at how quick Ben is. I was amazed on how big and how quick he can get to certain places. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he's so fast, but yet he doesn't go to the basket with the same type of ferocity that I've seen. other. Like, you look at little Trey. Little Trey, he's giving you everything you yeah. want, man. Everything, but he likes to sock. What if he had Ben side? He's like an Iverson type. Right, right. Know? Yeah. Man, that's the closest thing to Iverson I've seen in a long that's time. That's because he knows that when he gets fouled by somebody, he's going to go to the, the line and sink the free Knock throws. Down, yeah. exactly. <laughs> he's pulling exactly. also from like Steph range. You see this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pulling from just – and he's killing it. Killing yeah. it too. All right, overtime coming your way next here. Stick around. It's the middle of the Jacob Media YouTube page. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? 
check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, overtime here. Now, is there anything we we miss anything in the NFL outside of John Gruden? I, I see a lot of cuts, but nothing with the Eagles. Did n- no still no trade? Is Zach Ertz ever going to get traded here? He's still no. on the team, still no? on the squad. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Jeez, play action reel on the stream as a great idea for Simmons. What's okay. that? Maybe Simmons can eat some huck and fot to put some <laughs> fire in his belly. I like it. Yeah, pure bull. Yeah, there we go. I tell you something. What I about just like, love listening to Krause go huck and fight. Yeah, that is amazing. Because <laughs> doesn't it sound like huck and fuck, right? Yes, yeah. And it's amazing too. The taste of it, like it's an awesome taste yeah. of it. So it's got a great name and it's got a great taste to it. And people think like, oh, it sounds like something else. No, no, no. But yeah, maybe that would work. Anything, anything at all to get them all. Fu- now, what do you just take a big rip of that jerky right before you go out yeah right right before you leave the, the room whatever it takes man whatever yeah. it takes you know just you, you have the, he has the killer instinct because i've seen him use it before so if you have it why not use it man that doesn't make to sense. me that's the damnest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah. to have all the tools but you don't want to go out there and fix the car you want to use some something else you know it's like you want to use lego blocks to fix the car instead of using the tools you need to fix the car it doesn't make sense. Did you ever play with anybody who who just who could have been amazing, could have been Hall of Fame, but or maybe like could have been, you know, maybe could have been like the third guy voted in on the Pro Bowl at a position if he just busted his ass. It doesn't need to be somebody who could have been a Hall of Famer. I got an NBA guy. Oh, okay. a bunch of guys. Like Derek that. Coleman. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah Eric Coleman was one of the most talented Great players point. in his era, and he just he just had no effort, no nothing. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Guys yeah. like that. Anderson played together on the Nets, and it it should have been so much more than what it was. That one yeah. punch. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I think so. By uh, Kenny or Kenny, Kenny was not, but Derek, yes. There are so many people, man. That, you know, that have God gifted them with with gifts that are unbelievable as far as talent. They just choose not to use it. I mean, I've seen guys, even when I was in, in high school, man, this, we had this guy, his name is, his name is Patrick, man. And Patrick, we on the basketball court, he could shoot from half court and not miss all I me mean, all day long. But you put him in a, a, a situation where he has run plays and do all, he was the worst basketball player ever, but out mm. in the park freestyling. Yeah. He, I mean, he was the greatest player I've ever seen play, had hops, had a jumper, 
could play down low, post moves, everything, but he just couldn't play in an organized system. You know the uh, football player? I got a football player that fits that description. Jeff George. Well, that's He's that's won. another lost talent or wasted yeah. talent. Yeah. But I'm thinking about what that was just had what, the ability to freestyle. Uh, he was amazing. But you put him in a structure and have him play in a structured defense, he couldn't do it. LeVar Arrington. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, think about how much you can get away with. And look, to LeVar's credit, he did it on ridiculously high-level football in college. Yep. But think about how, how like that difference of – you being able to freelance and freestyle in college versus really needing to be under the structure. And that doesn't yep. mean that the coaches or the structure is always right, but it just means how difficult it is to really get out there and freestyle. I mean, look, mm -hmm. even you know the kid from Indy right now, as dominant as he is in as many areas as he can cover on that defense, and we see Darius a couple, Leonard. Yes, a couple yeah. of strong linebackers in this game. A lot of it is still under structure. Yep. Arrington, yeah. Wow, Arrington's a great one. Well, you know, you you got guys like I'm. I'm trying to look at this kid up. Same same type of thing. He played linebacker for um for the Steelers, but he just never he he never paid out for him. Damn, what was his name? What, he went to era? Georgia. Oh, he he went to Georgia, and this is like in 2000, 2002, 2003 mm -hmm. from Georgia. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, love that. I had to get that up there. Love the huck and fight. Just to do it. No, you have to do that, man. Birdman 990s tried it. Shit is spicy, he says. <laughs> I'm you. Well, that's the type of review we need here on the metal. Yes. Birdman coming through like only Birdman can. <laughs> but you brought up Jeff George, man. I tell you, that guy had an unbelievable arm. Ridiculous, right? And he was a jerk. And he just, he didn't give a shit. No. And Zero. He didn't, he didn't want to hear it from anybody. No. No. But man, you know his name? Have a, an arm. Kendrell Bell. That was oh, the line. Okay. Okay. Linebacker. Kendrell Bell. You, you put him in the set. He could not get it. Like if in when you run the um three four defense and you run it the way that the the Steelers run it, you zone blitz. Like you, they might They'll have drop the linebacker line drop man. off and yeah. then they you know rush from the other side. Mm -hmm. Well, he couldn't get it right as far as when he was supposed to go and when he's not supposed to go. So he would put him in the game only when they were going to rush from his side. Hmm. If they motioned or you know they you know picked up the tight end put him on the other side he was going to do exactly what they told him to do whether it was you know what he's supposed to do or not whether and it's that's what he, right formation or not right so yeah. he became a liability because he didn't know how to run a defense but when he wanted to go somewhere come hell or hot water he was going to get to wherever he needed to go for that play hmm. you know what i'm saying but he just couldn't get it right after that though wow yeah he's good man. has to be the hardest sport to just Go on and do your own thing. Like, look how good Deion Sanders needed to be just to be left alone. Right. Historic. Historic. Right. But it's something to that, though, that you can, you know, he, all right, he's going to cover one half of the field. He's going right. to cover one guy. You don't have to worry about him at all. You right. know, that's a luxury. Absolutely. That's definitely a luxury. That's what they said uh, Namdi Asamoah was going to oh. do when he came to the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a total farce, anyways, because he was not a man to man no. corner. No, he was a zone corner, and you know he reaped the benefits of of the guy on the other side of him being pretty good, also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was a bigger miss trying to have Namdi Asamoah do something he had not done in his career here, or Chip trying to get Demarco Murray to do the same. Oh yeah, 
It, it, he was running Murray in the first three, four weeks of the season. Like he sideways. Had tape. Yeah. Right. He right. Seen tape on this guy, yeah. bro. I mean, that was like the worst. That right. was the worst offense for him in the world. Cause he'd have his shoulders going perpendicular to the line of yeah. scrimmage. And then once he got the ball, now he has to turn and look, it just, yeah. he could, he couldn't do that. And period. who was, who was the cornerback that we got from Seattle from there? Max, uh, Max, Maxwell. Ma- no, 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 no. It was, um, was it, Maxwell. It was Maxwell. Yeah. 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 But he, he was, he remember was they, we were playing, uh, we were playing the first game we had against Atlanta. <laughs> and he, he said, um, Hey, um, What's his name? Julio Jones had a pretty good day against you. You know, he uh had a hundred and yeah, he had like hundred and twenty yards, had hundred and twenty yards and two t- three touchdowns. He said, oh, damn, he said, damn, he had that much. Right. Byron, Byron Maxwell. <laughs> Byron, Byron Maxwell. Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. Not, Byron. yeah. Not Matt Max, Cedric. No. Right. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. We're back on Friday. God help us all with the Sixers. Game six in Atlanta. That's Barrett, Harry, Amata. Thank you. Leave us a like. Make sure you're subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page. And thanks again for watching. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.